0: once again, we caution you, these stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely, if you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. The festival is an exploration of the macabre, of fear, of the expression of darker emotions. There are two reasons I would want people to come. There are the easy tray, the people who love this already, the people who are gung ho about scary movies scary literature, fear in storytelling. And and then there are people who um, are just unsure or have misconceptions about how really diverse the genre can be, and I'd like for those people to come and take a chance on it as well. While we focus a lot on cinema, it is a film festival, we also want to look at kind of the connected storytelling aspects of that. So we bring in literature, we bring in performance art, that kind of thing, and we want to express a variety of ways that uh, these are all connected and, and horror is more than just a scary movie. We have over 70 titles, both short and feature length. Very diverse, very eclectic. We've got animation, films from countries from all over the world to get a variety of perspectives. Science fiction comes into play, fantasy comes into play, so we do a little cross genre.
1: Hero Podcast. I'm Tom Carnell, and I'm Langley West, and you are here for episode 150. One boom, bam. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's some kind of milestone. It's I'm something. Sure. Yeah.
2: Uh, we are here with another guest. Yes, and that's awesome. Uh, this guest is the director, or creator. I want to say as well of uh, Horrible Imaginings Film Festival. It's a festival down in San Diego. It does a lot of genre stuff. Yeah. Please welcome Miguel Rodriguez. Miguel
0: Rodriguez. Yay, it's me. Thank
2: you. Are you you the creator of the festival as well? I
0: I am. I I founded the festival in 2009, just after moving here. And and so now I just serve as its uh, director and president. But I I did found the festival. And uh, I'm the co-founder of another group called Film Geek San Diego, which does the monthly screenings year-round, which includes a lot of genre stuff, too.
1: I was going to ask about that because I noticed that uh, a festival takes place over, you know, X amount of time. But Mm -hmm. kind of like, um, well, kind of like SIF and other things, I noticed you guys have stuff, stuff that's happening all the time.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of exhausting, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We've got In the Mouth of Madness tomorrow. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're wrapping up a year of Carpenter. um, So uh, looking (laughs) forward to that. It's been a big one.
2: Yeah, that sounds that sounds difficult. A year of Carpenter I'll, sounds difficult. I'll,
1: this is Carpenter's year, man. Oh, no, I know. It is. Yeah, yeah. It is. I just saw
2: a video yeah. of him performing, and he's, like, rocking.
1: It's like yeah. he's,
2: he's in his element right there, and I'm like, man, I'm so much more interested in you as a musician than I ever was as
0: a filmmaker.
2: <laughs> yeah, wow.
0: Well, I mean, it was great. I, I saw him perform live, uh, I don't know if it was last year or the year before. I think it was last year in, in Los Angeles. And you know he does this little hip shake move and points at the audience <laughs> and does the devil horn, and it's awesome because you know I've met him a couple of times in in the past at conventions and and whatnot, and you know Carpenter has always been been kind of uh, he's been fun, but he's he's kind of like a curmudgeon old man, you know, who just you know you know he'd rather be playing Xbox and and uh, sitting at home. So, but uh, to see him you know kind of liven up a bit was, was really a pleasure.
2: Yeah yeah yeah. I just remember the Coupe de Ville video for Big Trouble in Little China. And you're just like, whoa, dude! Hell yeah! Whoa, it's the '80s, but come on, Jesus! Wow, wow, wow! So, I'm curious as to, like you said, you moved to San Diego. Where do Where did you grow up?
0: i grew up uh, in baltimore maryland is where i call that's oh, my good house. morning
2: baltimore
0: yeah yeah oh, the man. land of waters for sure
2: <laughs>
0: I, I would actually um i would sing karaoke every saturday at a place called the bloody bucket nice, and man. uh and john waters would show up maybe once a month or so not to sing but just to, like sit at the bar and enjoy the the madness
1: right 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 wow Wow, that's very cool. So, so growing up we're in Baltimore, um, were you... Well, first of all, were you a movie guy? Like, oh, yeah. You know, I like, did, did you... Because most people that I talk to that are movie guys, yeah. at, at some point, want to be... They want to make movies,
3: mm-hmm.
2: right? Mm-hmm. Or at least
1: they think they Ultimately, do. Ultimately, they yeah. want to direct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're <laughs> only doing this until they can produce said no one ever. Um <laughs> uh, what was your what was your childhood like
0: so actually um yeah my uh, i've always been very uh, obsessed with film my my family was was always obsessed with with watching films um and uh, because of my grandmother and to a lesser extent my mother uh a lot of the films tended to be horror films um my yeah, grandma. Great. Loved horror films, yeah. She loved telling horror stories, too. Nice. So it's kind of in the blood ever since I was like three, to be honest. But, um, but no, I've always loved movies, but I've always, um, kind of, I also have always loved to read. So I've always thought about, like, how books and literature have connected to film and thought about it that way. And I've always thought about, too, kind of like the, uh, the, the, the internal mechanisms of why, I love watching movies so much and why horror calls out to me so much. Um, I can even pinpoint, like, one of the first times I've thought about this was I used to make my mom, uh, borrow the making of thriller VHS from the library, like, every two days. Like, constantly I was watching this thing. And, and it start, yeah, since you're familiar with it, you know, it starts off with the music video itself. And that music video scared the shit out of me. In fact, uh, there are two moments that still, like, you know, those moments that scared you when you were a kid and you remember them forever?
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, there are two in that music video. The first is, is when Michael Jackson's first transforming into the Werecat and, uh, and he turns around and goes, GO AWAY! And, and, uh, <laughs> that fucking, it, I shit my pants the first time I saw that. And, um and then there's later on when the, uh, the Vincent Price, uh, <laughs> Uh, rap is going on and the zombies are rising from the dead. There's one zombie that comes out of a tomb or a mausoleum and kind of like tilts toward the camera and looks directly at you for a split second. Yeah. And I'll never forget that. She's my soul.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> my, um,
2: I, whenever someone mentions. Thriller. All I think of is that it's come to terrorize y'all's
0: neighborhood. (laughs) Terrorize y'all's neighborhood. Vincent Price say that. I always think of the funk of forty thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I thought about that too, and so, but you know, Vincent Price was always willing to do whatever and try to seem totally hip. My favorite Vincent Price movie is actually um, Theater of Blood.
3: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. uh,
0: and there's, you know, he plays uh, the the hairdresser in that film with yeah. the afro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and man, that man, he'll he'll do anything. <laughs>
1: and Those th- that that segment of time when, when when Vincent Price was making movies like in the in the early seventies. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the that five was, films. Yeah,
3: man, the Madhouse. Man, and
2: five Madhouse. Madhouse. Yeah, yeah. And... But then again, you have to remember at the time. There was the, like, for example, the Vincent Price collection at Sears that he would, he would get <laughs> yeah. art yeah. and pr- make prints. What, and what
1: was the, what was the kitchen? So
2: he did cooking things. Yeah, he did too. cook, yeah. yeah, if, yeah. I, I
0: have, I have his uh, cookbook. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, uh, I also have his art book, which is called, I, um, I think it's called "I Like What I Like" or something like that.
2: <laughs> we it's had, great. We had David Del Vail on, and yeah. David had
1: great Vincent's
0: great stories. Vincent surprise story. David is awesome. Isn't he yeah. awesome? He is yeah. so cool.
2: He's one of those people that you just when you talk to him, you are like, "I want to talk to you
0: forever." <laughs> and he's he's pure like uh ho- you, you know kind of schmaltzy Hollywood yeah. Yeah. anecdote. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love the series that he did for Full Moon where. He would introduce it, was like he was playing a host for, you know, class, classic horror films like Bluebeard or something. Right. But his introductions would just be these times that he would be seeing, you know, you know people out on the street or drinking or, you know, there are there's so, there's so, these stories that yeah. they're so rich and fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, <laughs> well, speaking of that, you brought up Horror Host. Who was your Horror Host? Um, when I was growing up, uh, unfortunately, we had someone named Count Gore on the East Coast, but right. that was when I was a little bit uh, older. Um, uh, when I was a kid, we had two things every Saturday on Channel 54. One was called Nightmare Theater, and it was immediately followed by Black Belt Theater. Nightmare. And I watched them both religiously. Yes. Um, but neither of them had a host. They They just had... So, yeah and so that kind of bums me out. um I would always kind of catch the hosts either um on u h f when I was on vacation, yeah, you know, someone like Bob Wilkins up where you guys are yes. um yeah but uh but yeah, as far as in baltimore um when but you know I, i'm you know i'm thirty nine so when I was growing up, it was kind of like the mid zeitgeist where. Uh, I don't think there are – you know, it was Elvira, they had and made, that was kind of it. They kind of become passe at that point. Yeah, but you wouldn't yeah. – it
1: would was Up All Night still on, on USA? Yes, yeah, so that's
0: actually what I was going to say. I was say so the closest I had was uh, was Rhonda Shear and Gilbert Gottfried on USA, Up All Night. Yeah. But, but the thing about that is it would be occasionally horror, but a lot of times – and I still watch them, but it would be like goofy teen comedies with sure. the TNA edited out.
2: Sure. I don't <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I know if you've been to – it's funny when you said up all night. You actually said up all night.
0: Like yeah. <laughs> say up all night. Yeah. Well, there's there's the ronda way with the up all night, and then there's
1: if USA up all night. <laughs> Helbert Godfrey. That's the Remember, first
0: place. That's
1: the first place I ever saw. Have you have you guys seen um, Robert Rodriguez's short Bedhead? Uh, bedhead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bedhead, yeah. That's the yep, first sure. place I ever yeah. saw that man. I was just like, whoa, <laughs> like yeah yeah right. absolutely <laughs> that's very cool
2: so i'm wondering i'm i i, I mean you can kind of see the trajectory already sure sure yeah. you know um growing up being a fan and then and then ultimately you 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 either go i think there's a fork in the road right a lot of times where at one point you go on to either make not to either but to make films and be oh. be on the creative side or on the on the
1: like I don't want to say the fan academic disease. side. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Where they you discuss academics.
2: you you dissect the things that are, uh, that well, are you know, know, right. how
1: I describe us as professional fans,
0: basically. Sure. Right. Yeah.
1: I thought I it was going to pl- be like me- yeah. degenerates and <laughs> <laughs>
0: go, ahead. go ahead. I teach go. classes and such, so so yeah. um uh, My my thesis um for my for my English major, I, I actually majored in classical literature, and it, it was tracing what I call the roots of of horror. Yeah, you know, as far I, I basically my thesis was that, you know, the idea of horror and why we we love horror has has always been part of human storytelling. Sure. And uh and so, uh, you know, I I got my first uh taste of that as a kid. Do you remember like uh the reading is fun or reading is fundamental things when you were in elementary school yeah, and you sure. would Um, one of the first, I still have this thing, uh, I'm very proud to say, but one of the first things I ordered in elementary school was a, um, children's book hardcover version of Clash of the Titans, the Ray Harryhausen version. Um, that, uh, I actually read that book before I saw the movie. There you go. And, um, you know, and it was around, it was in the 80s, so the movie had been out for maybe like four years at this time, um, because that came out in 1980. But I was obsessed with that book. And then when, the, when I realized there was a movie, I was obsessed with that movie. Sure. And being a kid, I, you know, I always thought of that as, as a horror movie mm-hmm. um, because, the, you know, the, the Medusa scene scared the crap out of me yeah. and the idea of her blood making giant scorpions. You know, the stuff in it is so, like, insane. And, uh, and it's kind of made me uh, big on, on a mythology kick and, and wanting to learn more about that. And, and that never left me. So, you know, I I, when I'll read I'll read Stephen King and then I'll read Hesiod and I'll see like not links in storytelling or 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 uh, technical, but I'll see links in what makes us scared and giving a voice or giving a image to the fears that we have that we can't explain. Right. Or Lovecraft, you know, mm-hmm. is is very much about that. Yes. And uh and so you you know this uh this need has been in storytelling forever even if you know people don't t- typically think them think of these as horror stories mostly because you know the word horror to describe a genre is is really new like that mm. that's that's something that only came up in the 20th century.
2: Well, I mean, Poe
0: sure. didn't talk about, like, oh, I'm a horror writer. <laughs> Correct. Oh, right, yeah, right, it didn't right. exist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and even, he invented the short story form, you know. So, right, like, right. That was, and even within
2: uh, the, that construct, horror is just this sort of overall umbrella for so much more. Well, yeah I, yeah.
1: I I think our, I, our first horror stories were uh, uh, educational there were educational yeah, yeah, yeah. stories it's like oh, hey, you you know don't go here because the big thing will eat you right right you know and and yeah. that scares you and
0: that's what fairy tales are exactly,
2: exactly. yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, i absolutely. would some
2: would argue that that's what the bible is Oh, uh, I, uh, I would
0: argue that a hundred percent.
3: Absolutely, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm reminded of the Chris Rock thing about eating pork. It's like you didn't eat pork not because it was unholy, it's because it would kill you. Right, Back exactly. in the day. There was yeah. no refrigerator. Yeah, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I, but uh, um, I think that in the end, I, I tend to, to look at the all, all, all of it is just storytelling. Yeah. and and even within the construct of something um, that's that is, let's say, a romantic comedy, there are elements of of all all storytelling within the,
1: that. You know, there's horror well, elements and yeah. Uh, take for example a romantic comedy. There fear plays a major element in most romantic comedies. Yeah, you don't want to die alone. <laughs> well, you, you don't want to. You don't want to... Um, Make an ass of yourself. Yeah, you're afraid <laughs> of, of messing it up with the girl or right, right, the right. guy. And, and, you know, um, you, all of it happens because nobody fucking communicates. Right, right, and it's right. it's like, oh, if you, you would have just, just said, said that. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah, why yeah. I don't like
0: most romantic comedies, because I'm just screaming at the TV.
1: And love is a lie, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, the thing modern romantic comedies tend to just rehash the same uh these stereotypes that are just tired and you see the same yeah. thing over and over yeah. again. Well, it helps to you know?
2: to bolster the things that we that get shoved into your head while it's still soft, right? About yeah. you need to, the need to procreate, right. the need to this, the need to that. Right, right. Um and it and it develops like societal norms of you know, that's how we learn these days. Is how do we behave? We behave based on what
1: we've seen. Right. Um, what does the internet hive mind say I should do? <laughs> yeah. Today I mean, it's today. you get into some
0: you get into some some weird, really sketchy and uh, and and emotionally charged stuff once you bring the internet and social media into yeah, all right, this too. Right. Right. I think it's the it.
2: best and the worst of us, to be honest. Yeah. It is.
0: It, it, I, I agree. And and unfortunately, sometimes. Um, and this is one thing I find kind of fascinating to in a scary way, is um, the best and the worst in us also converge in in really kind of uh, disturbing ways on the Internet where, you know, people are trying to be their best and end up becoming the worst.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah um, the SJW stuff. Yeah, I was just going to say, social justice warriors, I'm looking at you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: And it's yeah. the uh, it's the propensity. The internet, I think, provides us the the opportunity
1: to be eternally
2: wronged and yeah. to be outraged for no good reason. Well, that's
1: and that drives me absolutely fucking nuts. Yeah, I yeah, just, yeah. All yeah.
0: The time. I mean, it's really hard because some some things deserve outrage, but, right? Um, but the 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 time to discuss the things that deserve outrage are usually not um, in these tiny sound bites that you're rushing to put your thought out there before someone else beats you to the punch. And so nobody's actually thinking about any.
2: Yeah, and it's like the news cycle. It's like it's so, so
1: important to be first. It's
0: yeah. secondary
2: to be it's right. It's
1: hard to, to, to really take you're on correct. a deep philosophical question. Yeah, it's
2: easier just to call someone a fag when you're
1: pooping. Yeah, for yeah exactly. on
2: your yeah. phone. On your yeah. phone. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not. A, I mean, you go to YouTube comments, and it's just not oh, a place of intellectual discourse. No, it's, yep. it's, never you know, look
1: at that shit. I know. I mean, yeah, unless unless you're wanting to get really pissed off.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, I I have lately, uh, for my own psychological well-being, um, gotten better at avoiding things like YouTube comments.
2: Yeah, yeah. well, you know, it it's, brings uh, it brings up the point, bringing it back around to to our top, our uh, the topic of genre is that. Horror now has to raise its game because we live in such a, f- a frightening world. You know, it's yeah, not right. enough just to be... It's tough.
1: Know. It's tough to scare people, dude, because, like, everybody's so jaded, you know. it's like, Well, they're jaded,
2: but they're also, they deal with, especially as of late, on a daily basis. Real you know, horror. I, uh, it's so funny. I listen to a lot of comedy, and mm. I've heard four or five comics in the last month and a half. At some point in their set, say uh, say something about being afraid of their phone.
3: Yeah, you know,
2: you know because every morning people pick up, pick up their phone. Yeah, and kind of brace themselves as they start it's to like go. What
1: through
0: horrible thing am I going to yeah. see? And exactly. Now,
2: so, given that is your bedrock, how do you scare that person?
0: Yeah, you know. Well, you know, like so. This is this brings up an interesting point too, because you know, your horror, especially in, in terms of cinema has always had this idea of, of scaring the audience, um, and that's always been an element of it. Uh, I don't think it necessarily has to scare the audience, um, and, and frankly, uh, I'm going to be completely honest, I don't think I've really been scared myself of a film in a really long time. And, uh, and so for me to feel fear, I have to very consciously kind of channel my inner child. There you go. And, uh, and that's something I enjoy doing, and, and that's oh, something yeah. I, I appreciate that horror gives me the venue to be able to do that. Um, but, uh, I also look for, um, not necessarily that, you know, is this filmmaker trying to scare me, but, uh, I find it much more fascinating when I look for a sincere, a sincere, uh, effort of a filmmaker expressing what scares them.
1: Yeah, sure, sure.
0: So, um, you know, that's why, and we end up with, I think, really, uh, cerebral horror films in the last couple of years that have been a little bit divisive because some people are like, well, they're not that scary. You know, I'm thinking of like, you know, The Witcher, it follows.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Um, or both Get films, Out.
0: Or Get Out, yeah. yeah. Actually, all three of those films I do, enjoy, I, I like a lot. Um, but uh, I do see some trouble because, you know, for all of them, the marketing was like, scariest film you'll ever see and you will have nightmare and you know, stuff like And none of those films were really, like that the closest one was it follows uh for me because a i saw it in on a cinema screen i don't think it works as well if you don't see it on a cinema screen because uh one of the brilliant conceits of it follows is everything is shot on what once it establishes what the threat is everything is shot in wide screen in in, um in wide so uh, i found myself In every scene of that film, like looking to the corners of the screen, just bracing myself, where where is it going to come from? Mm -hmm. And there's no point in that movie where I'm not a little bit paranoid that the threat is going to appear from the side. Now, you know, but of of course, like uh, a lot of horror fans, uh, particularly, I think, more casual or mainstream horror fans are used to there being a jump scare every, you know, five minutes. Right. And, so, and that movie doesn't have that. And, in fact, it doesn't really have any kind of resolution at all. It's all about, you know, it's like it's like if Halloween, you know, ended after the second act and all you had was Mike Myers hiding in the bush and not hit, stabbing anyone against the door. Right, <laughs>
2: right. Um, well, we, we, so, so I... Go ahead.
0: I think that's what I think that's what kind of disappointed a lot of people.
2: Well, we've been conditioned to the jump scare now. It's why yes. a lot of audiences have trouble with things like um, "I'm the pretty thing that lives in the house," right? And, or, oh, and I P. love that one actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or the the girl that walks home at right, right, night, or right. what have you. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they're 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 programmed to think, "Ooh, where's it going to jump?" And then it doesn't yeah. come, and then they go, "Oh, this is slow." Or this this is not scary, scary. Right. and I don't think modern audiences. Um, because I sound so old and the well, guy the but <laughs> they don't understand people... the slow burn, and right? The it's necessity for the some kind of the creep
1: time. factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that yeah. yeah, yeah, Stays yeah. with you.
2: Yeah, I just think that um, genre has always been the place where we get to try out certain mm. things, certain certain experiences from, like, let's say, a victim side of things, but also sure. what it's the other side of it too. We help. It helps us exercise our, our maybe, um, curiosity. Base the Basis. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh,
1: what would it be like to
0: nail somebody against the door with a butcher knife?
1: <laughs> well, right, well, this movie can show me exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, there's, there, that's an interesting point. Actually, I, I love that you bring up the idea of exorcism, uh, of, uh, of kind of these dark feelings that we can get. Um, because, the that idea that what would it be like to, to to staple someone to a door with a butcher knife, you know that idea I find fascinating. In fact, uh, at the at horrible imaginings this past year, we had a theme that I called dark wish fulfillment, and Ooh. these are you know it, it's this notion that you know there are these horror stories that are not about us being scared. But kind of the opposite, where we are kind of living out our kind of hidden desires
2: sure, through sure. the art.
0: That's what um, the
2: slasher film is. Yeah.
0: That is absolutely what the slasher film is. No one's rooting for the teenagers. Well, you're rooting for Voorhees, you know? Yeah, or,
2: or even the giallo is that way, where we're well, we're, we're more fascinated by the killer than right, we are.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Even when you don't know who the killer is, all you see is a gloved hand. But you're looking at the gloved hand through the killer's eyes. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so it puts you in there, it, it forces you in the killer's perspective. Uh, actually, with Film Geek San Diego, we just did a, uh, a five film Jalo series Ooh. that went, you know, surpassingly well, you know, thanks to AGFA's new, uh, Uh, Restorations of film, you know, some of my favorite films, like Your Vice is a Locked Room and Only I Have the Key. Uh Uh, Sergio Martino is, you know, one of my heroes, but. um.
1: (laughs) So good. We just had. You are preaching to the choir. uh,
3: Yeah, we just
2: had (laughs) both Barbara Magnolfi and. uh, Oh, I love her. uh, Giovanna Radici. Oh Rodichi on, the the show. Yeah. on the show. Oh man, that's
0: great. Bob.
2: Yeah, oh man. Dude. Yeah, he was great. Uh I was surprised to find out that he wasn't much of a horror fan. Yeah, he was like yeah.
1: he was like, I don't like those movies. Do you
2: know what else <laughs> I, I learned was uh Bob Wilkins was not much of a horror fan.
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah. no,
1: it was a job.
2: It's, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's not that rare. I mean, like um um Casey Kasem hated pop music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah.
0: but 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 they were great personalities. Yeah. Like I think the same could be said for Cassandra Peterson. You know, sure. it, it was a job. Um, and, and, but you can tell when you can tell though when it's kind of real. Like if you look at you know Sven Ghuli for example.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. You
0: know he, he's I, you know he's kind of that weird kind of monster kid horror fan who really likes. I mean, he genuinely likes classic monster stuff. Yeah. And and when he brings that up, it's from a place of passion, and and it's not just. You know, um, it's not just an act. Like you know, it, it may have been
1: when, with when, some of the others. When we were talking about horror host earlier, that was my horror host. Was Fingooly. was Fin the original? The original, Fingooly. yeah. And uh, uh, I, there, were, there were two things going on. There was creature features, sure. which was <laughs> the package thing. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but in Chicago, it didn't have a. Uh, it didn't have a host. It was yeah. You didn't have Zachary. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Zachary. Yeah. And but on channel thirty two UHF we had Screaming Yellow Theater, yeah, which yeah. was Spenguli, and you could tell that here's a guy that's like. It was it was eye opening to me as a kid that uh, these horrible movies and even then I could tell these were bad movies. Sure. You know. Um, that there was somebody who felt as passionately about them as I did, mm-hmm.
0: and that was a big
1: deal. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you
0: know, e- even with with some of the uh, kind of B or C grade movies uh, of those days, there's there's a there's a charm to most of them
3: mm-hmm. that, uh,
0: that that is kind of undeniable because of the either because of the kind of elbow grease that had to be made when you're still shooting on 35 mm stock. And you're doing it with zero budget and you're using, like, foam latex and rubber and, and, and things like that to attempt to thrill an audience, uh, that, that there's kind of almost a forced charm there. It, it takes a lot to, <laughs> to really not be at least entertaining with that. You know, I think uh, one of my favorite lines along, the, along those lines, John Landis, is like, no movie with a guy in an ape suit can possibly be bad. You know? <laughs> 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 and you know it's, it's it's hard for me to disagree. Um, and a lot of these guys, e- even some of the uh, the more really kind of hard to watch ones, like films like you know the Beast of Yucca Flats or whatever. Yeah. There is yeah. a uh, Jackie
2: Coogan's th- in that, yeah.
0: Yes, he is. Yeah, <laughs> he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah and poor yeah. Johnson. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Poor yeah, yeah. Johnson. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh man good stuff um the trailer on that is great yeah
2: sorry Uh, the (laughs) trailer is better
0: than the film but uh, (laughs) has
2: this ever happened to you (laughs) so good
0: so but it's there's there's a sincerity there that is kind of undeniable that it's a bunch of people kind of having fun and enjoying themselves and and doing the best they can with with absolutely nothing like why in the world were they even making this movie? Right. Um, because they really, really wanted to. Right. Well, it's and,
2: like the work of uh, uh Herschel Gordon Lewis. You know, oh, you yeah. You look sure. at that and you go, oh, this is pure moxie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like,
0: Well, H.G. Lewis and Dave Friedman are actually a really interesting... Uh, example because they were really just carnies, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They
0: <laughs> they knew exactly what they were doing. I mean, Friedman they were on the carny circuit. They were on the uh, the the road shows, and you know what used to be sideshows and and geeks and and people biting the heads off chickens and you know two headed cows. Uh, it became a lot cheaper just to show old movies, and it's what's really funny is they would. Start off by showing things that they could just um, get like old educational videos, like sex ed videos, right? And, yeah. <laughs> and eventually, they, you know, David Friedman and, and HG Lewis are like, oh, we could just make our own kind of geek shows with movies, and and ended up making films like Blood Feast, right? Mannequin uh, parts, yes,
1: the thing about those movies is that. uh you know, you've got this garish color, mm. and the 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 um uh so much of it is like, you know, it obviously fake. But then you get those those one or two shots that you're just like, still to this day, you're like, what the like, how the yeah, fuck yeah, did they yeah, do yeah, that? Yeah. You know, I just <laughs> want to be on the
2: on the pitch when you go when the when the barrel scene gets it gets yeah you know, two thousand <laughs> maniacs gets yeah, the table, yeah. and you go, yeah, that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, definitely. Art
0: boys. That one's one of my favorites. Although HG uh, Lewis, HG Lewis famously said anyone who thinks a movie is art is fooling themselves, uh which I don't really agree with, of oh, course. I don't agree with that, at at all. It, with that as well. But uh but
1: uh his but I movies, might, his I'm movies,
0: gonna... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh you might be thinking about yourself there a bit too much there. Uh. <laughs> That's hilarious. But I do, I do really enjoy Two Thousand Maniacs just because of the audacity of and the size of the cast too. Yeah, you know, and the, camp- theme <laughs> the theme
3: song. The theme song is great. It's great.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that makes me laugh. Um, but again, it's 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 it was. I love that stuff because there's. I think there's more of an earnestness, not only to Lewis, but a lot of what we're talking about. There's an earnestness there where. You know, no, everyone was stoked. You look at, you know, R- Romero's early films, and it's like, everyone was stoked to be there. Oh, yeah. Like, it kind of comes yeah. off on it's the like, screen, as opposed to some of these corporatized things you you, you get, and you just kind of go, man. Like. Romero's
1: a good example, where it was like, everybody and their aunt... Mm-hmm. You know, showed up is like I want to be a zombie. You know, it's yep. like even as early as the first film. Yeah, Night yeah. Of of Dead, you know? Yeah,
0: he had he had real newscasters doing newscasts yeah. in like the first film. Chili Billy know?
1: Cardio. Yeah, Ch- and, yeah Billy, there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, and the the nude zombie, like there was a lady who's like, I'm gonna be naked yeah. and walking around. You yeah, know? There's,
2: like- and there's it's nice that there's especially with Romero that so much of that was was documented. Yeah, and people. Yeah. Now you've got all of the actors. I mean, you've got the nurse zombie from Dawn of the Dead making appearances. Yeah. <laughs> so there's not much left of that yeah. to be that whole thing to be.
0: To be mine. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. You
0: know, at the festival this past year, we had Dee Wallace. Um, because oh, she's of great. Nice. Oh, she is amazing. And, and Red Christmas. But, you know, I was able to have dinner with her a few times. And we, we would get into these conversations. And she's worked on, you know, she's got like 230 credits to her name. She's worked on everything. And uh, one thing that she will say, and it's not just her, I hear this a lot, is uh, something kind of unique to the cult cinema or genre cinema circuit typically is that it feels much more like a family uh, endeavor.
2: Oh sure, you have to fuck up Uh, pretty hard to lose a horror fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) they'll follow you through
1: hell. It it reminds me of, um, in some aspects, uh, the porn community. Oh sure, where where people they can't rely on other people, right? Mm -hmm. You know, they have to rely on each other for support. And uh, uh, I I I I think it's it's much the same with the horror community and things like. Festivals like the festival that you're doing, like um, conventions and things like that, are the network where these these people can. Um, well, they, they you know they they see each other again. It's like oh, it's like seeing your friend after you haven't seen him since the last
0: yeah. You know, know Thanksgiving what? I, I kind of want to go a little full circle on that note because you know earlier we we were doing the luddite old man. You know the internet is ruining the world kind right. of thing. <laughs> um, well, you know when I. When, I, I have often kind of felt the the pressure and, and it's not just me, it's a lot of people who do film screenings and stuff you know, like with the internet now you know, are we less viable? Like, you know you guys probably recognize what I used to have to do, which is you know, if I wanted to see Elsa's um, uh, <laughs> She-Wolf of the SS, I had to go to a convention at one time in the year, like Chiller actually since I'm from the East Coast, and um, or Monster Mania, and find a bootleg VHS that was probably like eighth generation recorded over sure, and pay right. like $45 that looks like garbage. But that's the only way you can see it. And when you found it sitting in the vendor's booth, it was like, oh, you know, like yeah. angels, choirs of angels were singing. Yeah. Um, now you don't really have to do that anymore. Yeah. There, yeah. The,
2: the hunt is there. We talked with Sean Lewis about the old tape Oh yeah. days. Yeah, the video search uh, on Miami days, if you remember yes, those guys. Oh
0: yes, <laughs> When I had every 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 movie had the same cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I
1: when I had uh, I had a martial arts school in Iowa in the early nineties, and I had and in the front awesome. and, Iowa the hotbed yeah, of martial that's arts. That's right, <laughs> Iowa the hotbed of martial arts. Um, and in the um, <laughs> in the front we had a store, and part of that store was this was a. I don't know if it ever made me any money, but it was my dream. Dream to have a martial arts video uh, rental, yeah. and so I had a wall of martial arts films. Well, they were all from this company called Tai Seng. Yeah, yeah, TV yeah, Taiseng, I, for yeah, sure. yeah, 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 and uh, and wow. you, you, you got these, you got these VHS tapes, right? And, and all uh, those
0: old Wushia films yeah, and, and Shaw Brothers films, yeah,
1: and they were all pirated. You know, yep. ten times over. Oh sure. Yeah, they yeah and all, they
0: were forced into they were forced into full screen, and, and so everybody looked like they were like stretched out. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. They,
1: and they all had like there was there was like three uh, three types of subtitles at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. have like English, which and it usually made no sense None. whatsoever. Yeah, and then there was Mandarin or Cantonese, and then there yep. was like Thai or you know whatever. And <laughs> It was. And and to be honest, it really made them better,
0: in my oh, opinion. Sure. Well, I mean, so the reason it does, I talk about that too, is like when you grow up with it that way, that's how it it it, it feels like home.
1: Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't mind sometimes watching something like Tattoo Connection, and that's what it looks like. Yeah. Um, but it is like nice brothers too. of kung fu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is nice though when you when you actually can see like how it was intended to be shown. Sure, uh, sure, but but there's something about going back to like especially if it's something really low budget like kung fu versus yoga or you know, Cri- crippled masters. Since, yeah, oh, crippled. Dude. Oh, crippled masters is so good. Right. Dude. We're what, on from the Hong Kong and and uh ch- and Chinese uh, kung fu cinema kick right now. Actually, oh, yeah. I just yeah, I was just watching um this is actually from 1983 uh uh Japanese uh movie called the the legend of the 8 samurai with uh oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, with Sunny Chiba. Yeah. Sunny Chiba. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, God damn it. <laughs> so good.
0: Uh yeah, I, I
1: was just going to say um
2: it reminds me of GI Samurai as well. Go ahead. GI Samurai when you go back in time. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Uh no, nah, I forgot. So okay. Oh good. Continue. <laughs>
2: um I want to ask about horrible imaginings.
1: Yeah,
2: um, I'm curious as the the main guy there, what do you look for in when people submit things? What make oh. what helps them make the cut?
0: This is always a great question, and, and I appreciate you asking it, and I hope that there are filmmakers who are wondering the same thing. Um, you know, it, it's really uh, – that's a challenge. So last last year we got 1,700 submissions. So, you know, we, we showed 65 titles, I think. And so, so sometimes it just comes down to numbers. But as far as what we're really looking for, you know, someone could listen to our conversation and kind of get an idea. Is um, if your movie – is something that someone can immediately recognize. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is a horror movie if they're not a horror fan. So if I talk to people who are, uh, Heather Buckley actually has my favorite term for people like this. She calls them civilians. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: When we started the podcast, Heather was, podcasting. Heather
0: was, uh, he- Heather was the third voice in the room. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I yeah, love he- Heather. We love yeah. Heather. Yeah. Yeah. She's a great friend. Um, but, uh, but when I talk to civilians and I do a lot actually, cause, um, I work. We're, we're in partners with all of the film festivals, really, almost all of the film festivals in San Diego, um, and uh, and so I end up coming across like right now the Asian film festival is going on. It's partly why I'm on <laughs> the Hong oh, Kong cinema kick. Wow. But um, you know, I, I get I have an industry pass, and and I'll I'll meet all these filmmakers and and the people they bring, and uh and people are like, oh yeah, this is Miguel. He runs Horrible Imaginings, the horror film festival, and the people who aren't into horror. I, I guarantee you, 100,000% of the time, their idea of horror is relegated to uh, a woman naked running through the woods with a guy with a knife chasing after her. Right. Yeah. And that's it. Like, the, the, the definition in most people's minds is so, like, sliver thin that, um, that it kind of drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. Um and 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 I want to like clarify here that I'm not totally opposed to that I total I love my slashers and and if there is that in a movie it's not something I dislike but my mission statement is to show films that express fear so um we're looking for things that are sincere um it's kind of what I said before. It's a sincere expression of what literally scares you. So, right. uh, you know, when we talk about a bad horror film, that is so weirdly subjective. But if I'm going to define a bad horror film, um, having watched a gajillion of them in my life, and, sure. and I'm sure you guys would, would agree, you can tell when a filmmaker is making a horror film because they have this, uh, this delusion that the horror genre is this easy gutter genre they can sure. use to get their foot in the door to make their real movie. Yeah. Bam. Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah. Or or it's a place to go when everyone else has turned, their not their back on you, but when yeah. you... Yeah. And I'm looking at Kevin Smith on that one. Well, it's, yeah. It, it's, that,
1: it's that whole conceit, it, right? You'll even read fucking books that tell you, like... Oh, you're looking to make your first movie? Well, we'll make a horror
0: film because yeah, they're, easy they're easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you, when and you can tell when people come to that notion, it's like this is a shitty horror film because there's no sincerity. Mm-hmm. They clearly thought it was an easy cash grab. Yeah. And uh, and you know, I get why that is is the thing cuz the beautiful thing about a horror is it can be made for inexpensive, it can it can be made inexpensively, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't need name actors because it's not about the names as much as it is Sometimes about. Sometimes the names hurt attention. you. Sometimes Somebody. the names hurt you. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. then
2: you know that guy ain't
3: dying. Yeah.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Could you, you know, imagine the Blair Witch Project with I don't
0: know that name actors? Yeah. Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, Tom, Tom, Tom Cruise. <laughs> kind of want to see that now. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, no, you're absolutely right. You know, part of part of what um, gives the horror genre its 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 close knit feeling is is the idea that the people behind the screen are are just real people in danger. You know, in yeah. extremis. Right. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, so names absolutely can hurt. Um, well,
2: I think it's also the I talk about the narrative deck. The card deck of storytelling, where you shuffle it and then you go, okay, you throw the first card, and it's like we have a guy and he is in a campground, <laughs> and, and you can tell those people that it's like, well, this is what's expected, so this is right, what yeah. we're going to do, as opposed to people who are who are uh, again earnest and genuinely trying to convey something, and in many op- in many instances, the filmmakers. Trying to hurt you. I yeah. mean, yeah. films like *In a Glass Cage*. That, that guy wants works, to yeah. really fuck you yeah, up, you, and he you, does. Yeah.
0: You can't trust the director. Yeah, yeah.
1: and I love that. Oh, yeah.
0: you can't. No, you absolutely yeah. can't trust the director. Well, and, what, and in the best horror, you really shouldn't. That's
1: it's what agreed. That's what uh uh. That's what King. You know, we've we, we've talked about this. I don't know how many hundreds of times now, but that's what King's really good at, is that he sets up characters so that you care about these people. Mm -hmm. That is first and foremost. So now when the shitty thing starts happening to them, now you're scared. Now you care about You have that vested interest. Yeah, exactly. They're they're the
2: the avatar for you. And it's
1: hard if you make a movie if it's Tom Hanks. For example, you, you yeah. know what I mean?
2: Because oh,
1: uh, Tom Hanks. Oh, look yeah. at
2: uh, what's the Wachowski thing Hanks
1: did, uh, Cloud Outlet Oh, oh, yeah, Cloud Outlet. You're yeah. just like, oh, what's going on here? Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, my no, favorite... it, didn't, it didn't work really.
1: No, no, no. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite character in that whole movie is Hugh Grant as the cannibal guy riding around on a horse,
0: right? <laughs> in makeup, because you don't know it's Hugh
1: Grant, you know? It's like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's also just it's bizarre, so it kind of keeps you fixated at the screen. Right, you're like, what is going on? But you know like on the note of easy like a a a good horror film is really one of the hardest I think to make because sure. um a good horror film is personal. Mhm. Right. And telling something personal particularly if the if what you're telling is something that scares you or, or or your fear or your anxieties and you're trying to get your anxieties out on the screen, that that takes you to some dark places and um that is when you can really tell, you know, when you're right. watching. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, uh, this there, is. If there
1: was a little PTSD involved for the filmmaker, uh, then yeah. that's probably going to be a decent horror film. Right.
0: right, and you know, oftentimes I'll talk to filmmakers, and uh, for for really good ones, and the PTSD came before the film was made. Right, mm-hmm. right. and 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 the film is their way to uh to deal with the p t s d It was a therapy yeah. you know it's, um it, the idea you know horror can be very entertaining, but the idea that it's only an entertainment genre i think um can be hurtful because I actually you know when I talk to guys like you or talk to the people who come to a festival or go to a convention, this is Something that is beyond them wanting to get a few yucks you know it's it 's actually something that they 've used to deal with abuse in their lives or yeah. deal with the death in the family or uh, any number of traumas they have kind of filtered their emotions through this dark art and uh, and I think a lot of civilians for to use that term again you know don 't really get that and, and there is a the notion that uh that we you you know that the genre causes the dark feelings in us uh, mm-hmm. rather they, than mm-hmm. yeah they exercise the
1: demons yeah yes.
2: and, and it's important that like for some the the thing that we should be afraid of the monsters become our pals you know like mm-hmm, grow, right. you're growing up and you're a fairly isolated kid you know yeah. frankenstein isn't frightening he's oh god a no he's he's speaker. my buddy yeah, yeah, yeah Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what are some of your favorite films the films that you go back to again and again
0: oh man it's so many but uh um,
2: horrible when you ask somebody? it's the worst <laughs> watch it's the worst question um yeah.
0: no what's your favorite movie so uh do you guys know christian ackerman He he's a filmmaker in la uh my friend chris asked me to uh me and a bunch of others uh i think like um you know Sean Decker and, and a bunch. I forget oh, yeah, who else. Yeah, yeah some yeah. really cool cool people. Are, uh, we're all. He's doing this compilation of essays on that thing. Like the the one. Hor- the movie I chose to write about was uh, the original Japanese Gojira, the 1954 yeah. Godzilla.
3: Yeah.
0: And uh, and I give a, I talk a lot about that in that essay. So I'm looking forward to that coming out because you know a lot of times if I say that title in, in people are surprised by that. But uh sure. yeah, there's a lot there.
1: There is yeah. a lot there and and I think I think a lot of people a lot of people think of Godzilla. They think of you know, they think of the the there, there's so many different stages of Godzilla, yeah. right? They think and, of
0: the 50-year history and not yeah, that first and, Yeah, and
1: and they're thinking of, you know, like, you know, Godzilla playing soccer with whatever <laughs> monsters on the other Which side. I love
0: too. Don't
1: you know, get me I mean, wrong. It's, it's fun, <laughs> but it's but a lot of times those people haven't seen or paid attention to Gojira, mm-hmm. King of Monsters, where Godzilla gets killed at the yeah. end. And Spoiler. it's a straight up, uh, <laughs> It's a straight up fucking monster movie. There's mm-hmm. none of the none of the scenes There's not. It was it was their um, it was their answer to *Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms*. Mm-hmm.
0: It was, and and it was also their answer to, to not only having been bombed nine years prior, yeah. but more more contemporarily that they had um, there was H uh, bomb testing in the uh, in the Pacific that we were doing up to the year that that film was made Hmm. so uh and and in fact one of the uh one of the bomb tests actually irradiated a fishing a japanese fishing boat Uh, and that made huge news because you can imagine being a japanese populace at this point they are uh just barely coming out of american occupation right uh they had two cities annihilated by atomic bombs and now there's, you know, one of their own fishing boats has a number of fishermen who have radiation poisoning because of American H-bomb testing. Like, the feeling is very much like, this is never going to end. You right, know? exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And,
0: and Godzilla is an answer to that feeling.
2: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah it's some. it's some also some righteous,
0: you know, payback. Yeah. You know, a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, there's, you know? But I mean... The thing is, like, it's some righteous payback, but Godzilla attacks Tokyo. Tokyo. Yeah, I know. I right? know.
1: That's like. Well,
0: it
2: was almost like. <laughs> it's like a like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it also brings to mind the Conquistador, the John Wayne, Agnes Moorhead thing that they shot yes. on a testing ground and then everyone yeah. died of cancer. That's the, right. The Conqueror. The yeah. Conqueror. The Conqueror. The The, Conqueror, yeah. the, Conqueror, yeah. the, the yeah. one where John,
0: Way- John Wayne plays uh, Genghis Khan. Genghis yeah. Khan. <laughs> with those ridiculous
1: <laughs> uh, ridiculous eye makeup. Oh, man. Oh. It's awful. yeah, yeah. 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 God, I love that movie for that. Movie. <laughs> I know. Oh man,
0: if you like that, have you seen The Hatchet Man? No. Ed, Edward G. Robinson plays a Chinese. Uh, assassin. No. Yeah. Oh my god. There's and Lillian great... Gish plays a, uh, <laughs> plays a. Oh my god. There's a great it, it, documentary it, called The
2: Slanted Screen. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've seen it. Yeah. A, yeah, that is a good. Talks good about a lot of yeah. this yeah. stuff.
0: <laughs> it's yeah that one, that one's particularly uh, you know it's too bad because it's actually a great noir film but mm-hmm. the yellow face in it is just. Painful to watch at times, yeah, yeah, particularly yeah. Lillian Gish basically is wearing a whole like face prosthetic. Uh, <laughs> uh... It's terrible. <laughs> but Samuel I mean, like, it, like I mean, it, 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 it's like all right. I have to watch these in the context of the time they were made because right. I like Boris Karloff in the Mask of Fu Manchu is one of his like most menacing oh, yeah. and terrifying yeah. villains, and and, uh, and in that same movie Myrna Loy as his daughter. You know that's a pre-code film, so you have her doing some questionable shit, like having her servants strip a guy down to the waist and and beat him as she's like basically getting off on it. And it's—I yeah. don't know if you guys have seen that movie lately, oh, but Merna. holy shit, it's crazy. Yeah, no, Myrna but it's Lloyd, on my know, list now. <laughs> Goddamn, watch that just for that scene. Yeah. That it's points. great.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's also with Godzilla. The Godzilla films, and we've talked about this before here, but um,
1: there's that nostalgia thing too. That's mm-hmm. So oh, that runs
2: sure. so firmly. Through oh,
1: it. sure. You know, like the the very first movie that I ever saw. In I I went and saw uh, the first movies I ever saw in a theater. Uh, my sister took me to go see. Um. The Abominable Doctor Five, or no, no, uh, Doctor Fives rises again. Okay, it was a double bill, and uh, Godzilla versus the Smog Monster. Now, oh I, yeah, I, I was there for Godzilla. Right, mm-hmm. that's why I was there. Um, but you in got the a great rate, double bill. Oh, dude, it was it was. Remember double bills? Oh man, yes. Fuck yeah, and uh, uh, indirectly, I wound up becoming this fan of of this other kind of movie besides mm-hmm. the giant monster but i remember my sister made me cry Aww, because bitch. i was i was like 4 i think <laughs> and she's like there's one part where, you know, the, the the smog monster, whose name I don't remember now. Um, Hedorah. hedora, thank you. Um, it winds up me, like, you know that. Piling <laughs> up. Godzilla gets smothered in, like, all this, you know, dirt and crap and stuff. And she's like, oh, that's it, he's dead. Yeah, he's you know, dead. It's, yeah, it's dead. Your favorite
3: like, guy.
1: No! <laughs>
0: Yeah, it, it, he, the Smog Monster does a number on, on yeah, Godzilla. He's, he's a tough tough villain. You even get the uh, the little, I don't know if you remember this, but there's a scene in there where uh, you get a little kitten covered in muck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it yeah. zones in on the little kitten. <laughs> and all the kids would cry at that scene. And, I remember yeah, amazing. If that was the first time I saw Godzilla fly. Yes. It's the only time Godzilla the only time had,
3: Godzilla flies.
0: Yeah, yeah. He kind of almost flies in Godzilla versus Megalon where he does the twice Jesus he does a <laughs> drop a double drop kick. That's right. Um but it, he's supposed to be just doing like a wrestling move, but the way they do it he just looks like he's flying <laughs> he's like, horizontally. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> did you but, did you
1: dig Shin Godzilla? Uh
0: I did, actually. Yeah. And uh um and I think you know it's 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 one of those ones that I don't think I will be watching on repeat because right. uh, it's not – the reason I dig it is, uh, is it, it does attempt to be um, – kind of go back to using Godzilla metaphorically. So, you know, Shin Godzilla is all about the, the, the kind of disastrous uh, reaction to the Fukushima nuclear uh, right. disaster. Exactly. And, uh, and so when you have, you know, the movie is, is kind of brilliant in, in a way the conceit of it, this is actually why it had such, you know, a lot of the American audiences are like, what the hell is this? And then when it wins, like one of the highest honors in Japanese cinema, uh, you know, it won a lot of awards in Japan Mm -hmm. and that was reported on. And I remember all these people were like, seriously, what the fuck? But I mean, if you come at it from that perspective, this movie is, you know, occasionally there's a monster rampage scene and then mostly it's these suits in these bureaucratic uh, you know uh, boardrooms just fucking everything up constantly right and it's the like real well, scary thing mm-hmm. it's the real scary thing, and if you look at it from the the perspective of Fukushima, it's like it mirrors everything exactly. It's like, okay, this happens, but it can't possibly happen to this, and then that will happen. Well, okay, well, but you know at least this other thing can't possibly happen, and then mm-hmm. that happens yeah. <laughs> and everybody and constantly, even though uh by all rights they should ex- you know be prepared for everything. They are getting surprised again and again and again by the next incarnation of the, you know, it, it's like it must be so frustrating but also kind of cathartic to, to see it played out in that yeah. kind of. Well, yeah. it's like I'm,
2: aliens, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah totally. like they,
2: they, they do everything right. And right. Still, it, it doesn't still, matter. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter yeah.
1: what you do. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah the zombies yeah. are going to get you.
0: <laughs> Not me, buddy. <laughs> I've been yeah. planning
2: too far ahead. They'll never get me. And,
0: and the people in power and their egos are are just as bad or worse. Right, <laughs> sure, exactly. Uh, but uh, you know, I wanted to since you asked me about films I love too. I wanted to mention you know some others that I think yes, please are surprising. Um, uh, one of my favorite films, and you know, it wouldn't really be classified as a horror film except that the directors use uh, a, a horror methods to really uh, show the madness that happens in the final act. And it's a Powell and Pressburger film called Black Narcissus. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Dude. It, so good. It's, yeah, it's a masterpiece. Um, I, I recently saw it um filmed uh projected on, on the original nitrate film wow. at the Turner Classic Movies Film Festival uh in, in April. Um and you know, it's like goddamn religious experience to, to see it like on a stock that could kill you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> with, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, with the colors, you know, so rich and the blacks sure. just like midnight. But um you I know just, I just had the same experience. I saw the trailer for the four K Night of Living Dead. Oh man! But uh, well, go ahead. I damn take my money right now. Oh, I know. <laughs> I cannot wait for that. Uh, speaking of Criterion too, they just uh, apparently got a bunch of Godzilla films. Um, nice, nice. Too. You
2: ever watched the Criterion Closet?
0: Hey, I, I, yeah, absolutely. Uh. Yeah. I would.
2: I all I do is like I, it's like watching someone shop. You go, yeah. oh, I would <laughs> cut me so... loose in that, and you need a truck.
0: It's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah my, my wife would uh, would 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 definitely agree that that's me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the black narcissist. The reason I bring that up is uh is because of um the director's use of of using horror tropes at the end there, which you know when you watch that film. It, it really is a, a melodrama that takes place, you know, on this mountaintop convent in the Himalayas, which is a great conceit considering it's filmed on a soundstage in in the UK, <laughs> but uh, and it looks amazing. Yeah. But when, when one of the nuns loses her mind, and uh, and kind of like how that plays out, and it's literally a ten minute scene, it is a stri- suddenly it's a straight up horror film. Sure. And, uh, and, you know, it, it's the haunted hallways in the dark and, and the close-ups on her eyes where they're using the kind of uh, Karloff eye trick where they're shining the light directly into her eyeballs. Right, right. And, oh, my God, I'm, like, getting sh- uh, shivers down my spine thinking about it now. Uh, it, it's just a masterpiece of how to just twist the knife in your audience, especially if they're not expecting it. And mm-hmm. I love um, and of course, Michael Powell made one of my other favorite. It's actually one of the films we showed the first year we did Horrible Imaginings. Uh, we showed Peeping Tom. Nice. Yeah, uh, man. It's, yeah, it's, that's a great one. Peeping Tom is so good. So good. Uh, you know, because we we do rap screenings too. So part of the festival is we we will show. You know, our mission statement is to explore this genre we love, and, and, and its roots, you know, its roots are very important. So we'll always try to find an older film.
1: And I was going to say, you know, Peeping Tom is not a movie that people would normally think of as horror. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, right.
0: Though, it, like, at its time, you know, it, it barely got shown in the U.S. when it came out, other than as a grindhouse film. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is crazy to think about now.
3: I love,
0: I love the
1: non-horror horror film. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, one that 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 always comes to mind um, when this subject comes up is Once Were Warriors. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, it, to me, that is one of the greatest monster movies ever made. Every time, mm-hmm. every time Jake comes into the scene, you're just like you're full of dread because mm-hmm. you're like this. You know that this guy this th- is a fucking monster, and it's and it mm-hmm. scares the shit out of you. Yes. It is.
0: Night of the Hunter. There you dude, go,
1: man, oh, yeah. Cape Fear. Yeah,
0: yeah Oh yeah, man, yeah, yeah. Cape Fear. Like just, just the second it starts, the original Cape Fear. The, the second it starts with that, like it's like dun dun dun. It's like oh my god, I'm already in. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah right. Uh, immediate feelings of
0: dread. Yeah, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You can't beat Robert Mitchum. He, it's just dude, scary, scary man. From
2: everything, from that to. You know, friends of Eddie Coyle, and yeah, and,
0: uh, yeah. He's speaking so good. a
2: Criterion again,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. What time? When in the year is the actual festival? Not your monthly stuff. Yeah, the uh, what? What's the name of the uh, the group that does the monthly stuff? The San
0: Diego. It's called Film Geeks San Diego, and um, one of the reasons that we use a different name for the monthlies is uh, it's it's not all horror, so you know. Like last night we did Mean Streets, um,
3: nice, Nice. which is a
0: great film. You know, Scorsese's first run with uh, with uh, with um, Harvey, uh, with with no De Niro, Niro. and yeah, but uh, you know, as much uh, kind of suspense as there can be in that film. Yeah, we, it would be weird to say Horrible Imaginings presents Mean Streets. Right. Or or even more, you know, we showed Woman of the Year, the the first pairing of Catherine Hepburn and, and Spencer Tracy. And oh, it's nice. like we it definitely would be weird to say Horrible right. Imaginings right, present right. Woman of the Year. Um you know, I, I'm definitely a cinema lo- I'm a cinema lover and um and there are films I wanna show that aren't necessarily all horror. So sure. Um so uh, my one of my board members Beth Accomando, she actually she's the arts and culture reporter for our local NPR affiliate here. Um, she uh, she and I co-founded that, and we do year-long programming. And it's not just older rep stuff too. We'll also um, program for our art. We have this small micro cinema, and if there's a film that we think is passing San Diego by, we'll pro- like we just showed Tragedy Girls uh, mm-hmm. for a week-long run and uh you know we're doing ho ho horrible imaginings the christmas horror uh <laughs> event that we do every every december that's coming up december 15th by the way um that's you awful. know that uh you know sometimes we'll do a film geeks horrible imaginings co-presentation thing but it's really it's all the same people uh it's just a slightly different brand so we sure. can
1: when is, show different types. when is the big festival
0: but the big festival's september so um uh, this coming one in 2018 will be the weekend of September 7th. I think it's like uh 6th, 7th, 8th, and 9th or something like that. Mm-hmm. If I recall correctly. <laughs> but, um yeah, we, we, we say we're ushering in the season of fear. It's like, uh, er, early, early autumn. Yeah, that's a that perfect term.
3: Yeah, you don't I think get so lost
2: too. in the shuffle of Halloween. And- right. Yeah,
0: right. man. Every time. Well, that, you know, it's funny because, like, guys like you or, or horror fans, almost never ask the question, well, why isn't it in October? Um, but the people... Yeah. Because yeah. it's always Halloween for us. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, but I, the, 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 the civilians definitely ask that question all the time. <laughs> uh, for the last six years,
1: um, I've co-hosted and co-organized a, a, a festival here, uh, a tiny festival um, called Bleedingham, which is a play on the name of the town, and uh, it's it's all about short horror films by Washington State filmmakers. Oh, that's cool. And uh, we do it at the at the local art house cinema, the Pickford Film Center. And uh, I can't imagine um, 1,700 films coming in
0: because <laughs> like yeah. we get like 50. Do you divide <laughs> them up to who watches it? Yeah, we have we have eleven people on there our selection go. committee, um, and they're all uh, some are screenwriters, some are other film festival uh, programmers. Uh, they're all involved in the film industry somehow. Um, I actually have three people I hand selected who are just fans uh, because I think that's important. I, I think uh, I want to get reactions from people who are just horror fans because mm-hmm. you know you don't want to get too caught up in your own ego. But uh, well, or your own kind of snootiness, uh, but but yeah, I mean it would be impossible if it was just a couple of people at this point. It, right, it's, right. it's by far not just me. That's uh, that's crazy. You know, it's
2: also it also having those those fans involved, I think is really important, and something we talk and we do we try to do a lot here is the idea that there is a certain sort of incestuousness among genre journalists. right? Yes, and, I agree, and yes. I know. And have, and we bring them on the show all the time. People with absolutely no quote unquote credibility, but they'll talk circles around most genre journalists. Right. You know. Yeah. Um, um, uh, and that always—that's good to have that sort of uh, facet in your in your in your well, organization. Go ahead.
0: John. We work really hard to have a general audience, so. Um, Of course, we invite our filmmakers and and we have networking events and networking uh, opportunities and filmmaker brunches and things that are just for filmmakers. But um, but uh, something I've done from the beginning is very important to me is to break down that wall because I want a conversation between the audience and the film. Uh, That's kind of like the important thing. And it's kind of hard if you go to a film festival and, and it's only filmmakers there, mm-hmm. uh, because I don't think you're getting a, a genuine reaction if it's just other filmmakers. Right. I
3: agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so
0: that, that's important. And, and I think I want to, um, I want to mirror that in the people who are selecting the films as well. Um, Oh, actually you, probably, you guys probably know John Condit. Uh, Oh yeah. He, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. on the selection committee as well. So. Oh, great. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we, we have a number of people who, you know, I, I, they bust their asses. It's a, it's, it's, it's not easy, as as you know. Um, and sometimes it can be kind of demoralizing because it's like, shit, I have another 150 movies to watch. How am I it's, ever going to do this?
1: Every year, I'm like, how can we compensate the judges somehow?
0: Yeah, you know, it's oh like, yeah, and, and it's I still like, struggle with that. Yeah, yeah, well, it's like
1: you know, you can't afford to pay them mm-hmm. really. So it's like. You know, so this year, Tom. Tom's one of our judges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This year, Tom, I've got something special lined up for oh, you. Great! Oh.
2: <laughs> yeah, I just hope we I do, can keep my pants on.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Go ahead. we do a we do a volunteer dinner every year uh, for our volunteers, and obviously that includes the uh, selection committee. And when we are able to get together, I provide, you know, we, we cater it and we provide food as much as possible, but you're right. It's, it's really hard. It's really hard to do that. Yeah. 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 Um, there is actually in San Diego, there's a brand new, uh, little one day festival. It sounds similar to your bleeding ham called screen with screams. Uh, that is also, I think it's all local, locally made horror stuff. Uh, and, uh, my friend George Clymer runs that and, um, yeah I'd like to see where it goes with that
1: nice but
2: go and more and more like I just was looking in the news. what was that uh Soderberg just shot a film on his iphone on his iphone and yeah and did and I think more and more For this, sure. this technology is falling into people's hands yeah so is there a website where people can go to find out more about what you guys are up to
0: yeah so our, our obviously there's Facebook and all that but um we uh we have our official website it's uh the easiest one is it's hi filmfest.com at highfilmfest.com, hifilmfest.com. Oh, okay. Uh and uh you know on that site you can sign up for our mailing list. We do a weekly newsletter. So if people are interested in uh actually the events we do um every all the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh you'll get that's the best way to keep informed with with what we're doing uh, other than just Facebook um is is that newsletter and um you know, we also... I do a podcast, and Beth does her podcast. And so part of the newsletter is, you know, we include what the latest podcasts are.
3: What so, are those?
0: The names of yeah, them. What's the So it, the one's just the Horrible Imaginings podcast. Okay. And uh, and Beth's is called Cinema Junkie. Oh, okay. Which awesome. I yeah.
1: think I've actually heard. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's, that's awesome, dude.
0: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we're, we're, it, It's, you know, honestly... We just we're just trying to build a community, and it's like going back to what the first thing we were talking about is like uh, the paradox of the internet is we are closer together and more far away from each other than I think we've ever been at. (laughs) The 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 need for face to face is so strong. Like, Wasn't that the heart of
2: cinema? That communal experience. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah, uh,
0: yeah, yeah. And I and I wa- I'm hoping we can convince more people of that because uh, you know more and more people are like, well, I mean, when's it available on VOD? It was like,
3: ah, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> okay, I get it. You can't see everything in the cinema, but come on. But still, yeah. You know? yeah. Well, it's, right it's
1: it's such a big like it's like, uh, I. I try uh when I can afford it. I try to go down to um Pasadena or Burbank um uh, mm. for Monsterpalooza. Palooza, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, too. just just to walk around and see everybody again and just to give each other hugs and it's like uh, one it's really cool whenever your hero <laughs> recognizes you and goes, Hey, you know that is awesome, yeah it is and, it, but the other thing is that like you can sit down and actually you know it's like hey let's grab a cup of coffee and not pertaining to your podcast not pertaining to it, it work and and just you and me are sitting here talking because we fucking love this shit yeah, yeah.
0: shared yeah. shared enthusiasm it's it's a drug yeah. you know that's why i love it i love it at burbank cuz you've got the daily grill right there and yeah. i feel like yeah. dude <laughs> Pasadena that, that kinda...
1: space outside with with the with the pit yeah with the fire pits yeah at nighttime like that was that's the place, man. You sit out yeah. there and you get. It's you know where else are you gonna get stoned with? You know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Whichever filmmaker you want to insert. Don't go in out totally. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, right it's on, dude. Awesome.
0: I
2: I love what you're doing.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: I, and well, I, thank love, you. I love I love that that that, and I'm happy that to hear that it's all coming from this place that is way familiar to us yeah, yeah, yeah. and a lot of the people that listen to the show. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm almost thinking Miguel in a Godzilla show would be the dude. <laughs> so so that,
1: so that's one of the things. Like once you've come on the show, uh, and if you're
0: ever willing to,
1: you come back. Yeah, you come yeah. back. We'll and, find you again. And, and you I'll come I'll back, come back
0: anytime. Yeah, right on. We're I good. can talk Godzilla for hours. <laughs> yeah, I actually uh, horrible imaginings. Uh, It just sponsored at our local, at the, uh, Central Library branch downtown, this huge library. We've got, uh, cases that we've sponsored. Uh, in the children's section, it's all Godzilla stuff. Nice. And, uh, and in the, in the floor above, it's all history of horror stuff. Nice. Nice. So I've got pictures of that. And so, I still have people saying, oh my god, I saw your displays at the (laughs) library. Yeah. It's, it's fucking awesome, man. It, it,
3: it's great. Yeah, it's awesome.
2: Well, all right. All right. So we're going to go. Um, thanks again, Miguel. Uh, we will be back in just one second. Okay. Yeah. Dude, once again. Great, man. I always feel like I say that after every break. Yeah. It's, like, oh, my God, that was so awesome. That was so good, yeah. And that's one of the great things that we've talked about before, But uh, and the reason why I think we continue to do the podcast is the idea of meeting people like Miguel. Right. Not knowing him from Adam, Yeah. but immediately going like, oh, he's a brother. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. He's one of the family. Dude, and, dude and,
1: we're sitting and having a beer. And, and, absolutely. And yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh going on to second hour stuff, let's see. Some stuff. Um first of all, the people who died. Louis Bakalov, musician. He did the music for Il Pustino and he did it for a great movie called Caliber Nine. But he's mostly known for a lot of his stuff got cribbed on the last few um Tarantino movies. Turned,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And he was and, you know, uh good stuff. If you yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's Italian. Yeah. But it's good stuff. Um, Liz Smith, gossip, gossip columnist, back maybe ten years ago. She was, you know, Rona Barrett. She was of a Rona kind of, Barrett type person. She was a big person. deal. Yeah. Um, what happened to her?
1: Rona, Rona Barrett? Barrett yeah. She
2: died of, I want to say, breast cancer. Mm. Anyway. Um, a guy named Brad Harris. No one knew. No one knows who he is. He was a sword and sandal actor back in the Italian days of the Hercules sure, movies like and Steve stuff. Sure, like Steve Reeves. Um, a guy named Dick Mick. I'm, 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 thinking that's how you, or it's you or Dyke Mike
3: mm-hmm.
2: keyboard players for keyboard player for the band Hawkwind,
3: Hawkwind,
2: Hawkwind
1: <laughs> let me, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so
2: yeah, that, he passed, Wendy Pepper, she was a contestant on the first season of Project Runway, mm-hmm. she was very young and then today it was just announced Malcolm Young from ACDC, right, yeah, um,
1: Dude, it's it's been a rough year for ACDC uh, yeah. because the other young brother, the one who was a producer, I think his mm-hmm. name was George, okay. uh, um, passed away.
2: Oh really? Uh, also, oh, wow. Yeah, well, yeah. Malcolm, about a year ago, maybe less, was diagnosed with, with dementia. Dementia. And uh,
1: dude, at a young sixty-four. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 That, that's it's insidious. All and, and it came, yeah, it happened, happened fast. fast. yeah.
2: Um, and then the other two that I wanted to mention are not, did not pass, but Charles Manson. It... He's dead, he's not dead. He's like Michael Myers. <laughs> 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 but I keep reading news. Yeah, he's critical, or this, he died, or yeah. he didn't die, or whatever. Um,
1: it's weird, you know, because he, he, Manson has this. Uh, He's not just you know he's not just a serial killer. Mm-hmm. He's there's this whole well there two things two and, and you know
2: oh I totally agree. Number yeah. one, uh, there was a time when Charles Manson was the boogeyman. Right, exactly. And people forget he didn't kill anyone. Right. He did a lot of string pulling that yeah, got yeah, people yeah. killed,
1: but he didn't kill anyone. Yeah, he wasn't. W- he wasn't one of the people doing the creepy crawl. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember, we, we we talked about the Tomorrow Show and Tom Snyder on the show. Remember when the, he interviewed Manson? Yeah. And if you could look <laughs> up that up on YouTube, Tom Snyder, Tomorrow, Charles Manson. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is wild. Yeah, it's crazy. It is a wild Especially thing.
1: Especially, like, when you, you when you think about, it wasn't that many years after the murders. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah.
2: It was back when he was still... Acting the fool in core right, and, you know, yeah. yeah, amazing, and then the other one um I just read this morning, um critical condition organ failure, david cassidy wow yeah he he had been diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's, wow, and he has a history of he was a drinker and a few other things for but, sure um yeah that that kind of bums me out yeah totally, you know, yeah, I remember when I worked at Tower david cassidy what did it in store
3: <laughs> and
2: um cat had we had just had our daughter and uh my wife has still to this day has a pre like how you buy, used to buy records yeah this was a the first partridge family record on pre-recorded reel-to-reel tape wow and she had him sign it and stuff yeah. and he was kind of a prick yeah. but uh um, he kept going, we kept playing Partridge Family music and he's like, "Hey, anyone want to hear the new record that he had just had out?" Sure. Crickets.
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> we
2: <laughs> played a song or two and then it was time to come on and get happy. <laughs> at one point, this is so off the off the side. At one point before Copernicus dissolved, we had an idea that we were going to do a record called Come on Get Spooky. <laughs>
3: And, and the idea was that
2: we were going to approach goth fans, like Faith and the Muse, yeah. to cover D- Partridge Family Partridge songs. Partridge Family songs.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, I
2: still think it would be Dude, hilarious to do. That should still
1: happen. Though. Oh, my yeah. God, I just yeah. want to
2: hear Bauhaus. Come on, get happy. <laughs> Fucking awesome.
1: All right.
2: Moving on to stuff. Um, Man, I,
1: as soon as you say that, like, it's, you can't do it now because... Um, Homeboy died, but like, could you imagine the typo negative version? <laughs> Come on, or even, or even something <laughs> like, like deep cuts, you know, Pennsylvania, not Pennsylvania, whatever
2: it was. Uh, point me to the way to Albuquerque by uh, typo negative would be the shit. It would be awesome. <laughs> anyway, right. uh, moving on to news. Sony announced they're doing a Morbius, the Living Vampire film, which is a comic
1: thing, right? But but it's also it's a horror thing. It's a horror thing. Yeah.
2: And wouldn't it, you know? And the the interesting part of this is Morbius, the Living Vampire's nemesis, Blade. So right. we bring it would be a great opportunity to to bring in like you early know, early MCU stuff.
1: You know, there's there's uh, uh you know there's there's uh, uh Jason Momoa is, is mm-hmm. big in the news because of the they were talking about the Crow. Yeah, he's Aquaman. Aquaman. <laughs> uh, that's my vote for who plays Morbius.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. That's that's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him as a vampire would be frightening.
1: Right. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: That guy, you know,
1: he's not. He's it, it's not going to be some frail, pale, bloods. You, you know right, what I right. mean? Like, remember
2: Radu from <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Full Moon Bloodstone? whatever the fuck it was called? <laughs> <laughs> that's like an idiot. But species. But you know what? The more I, th- even though I'm. There's My core is against uh, the, the Crow remake. Right, yeah. You know, the idea of a six-foot-five, giant musician dude Ooh. as the Crow might be fun.
3: Might yeah, be
2: terrible. It's, it's, it's going to be... It, it, it's, it won't be the book. If you're
1: going to do it, it has to be... It just... It has to be different. It has to yeah. be completely different than... Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. If you try to do the same thing, it's not going to work.
2: I remember back in the day... Uh, I have a pin around... A couple of pins around here somewhere that Rob Zombie was given out for when he was going to do the crow 2037 or something it was yeah. called. Um, but it, I never came to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, they announced the Deadwood film begins production fall 2018. Right. So in another year. Yeah. Hopefully everyone lives,
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> yeah. Cause it,
2: you know, Ian McShane's up there yeah. and without Ian McShane. I don't think you get you to a Deadwood yeah. film. Um, this one last week we talked, I, I mentioned grabbing a pencil and, um, this is another one of those. Um, Jean Silver, she's a Golden Age seventies porn, porn actress. Porn actress, um, noted because she's a uh, uh, one of her legs is amputated. Right, um, but she there's a fund for her. She she's been evicted from her home, so um, and and is having some health problems. So, I'm I'm going to read the URL, and if you can do me a favor uh, and and go contribute, it's at https t uh, colon Backslash black dot tgaafund.blogspot.com, and if you have a few pennies or dollars, please send them that. It, or and
1: it brings up that it brings up that whole thing of like actors so often don't have some kind of a. Uh, cushion mm-hmm. or insurance or you well, there's
2: know. sag insurance and there's the and there's the old folks home but that's mostly for what what they what they used to call straight actors right there's not an old folks home or I don't even want to say that Gene is a is an old folk but but there's not a a support
1: network. For the porn industry. For the porn industry. And, and well, so I mean, Peter Mayhew, remember when he mm-hmm. was uh, yeah, uh, going online and basically begging people to, like, if you dug Chewbacca, if you dug yeah, anything an I hour. did, you know, give me a couple bucks because yeah. I need it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's hard. It's hard work, you know. And, yeah. and especially, it's hard enough for, okay, so it's hard enough for women in film. Right. Sorry. Um. It's even harder, and it's even harder for that women in film once they get past, let's say, 35. Or right, eight. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's even harder for actresses in adult films right. past a certain age. Yeah. Um, Some people can pull it off. Nina Hartley is doing a lot of MILF porn and that kind of thing. Right. But other people... And a
1: lot of them... In, in, uh the ones that 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 do seem to to make it, they go into directing or <laughs> yeah 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 you know, yeah yeah, are, yeah, yeah. Or running their own company. But um,
2: uh, Jean is a, a a friend online and a very, very cool lady and and one of those things where you know I find that like people I know in porn they're they're much more grounded than than their alternatives. Right. So if you can help her out, yeah, do yeah, yeah. do that. Um. Ben Affleck is talking about not being Batman anymore.
3: Nah, no one liked my movie. <laughs> uh,
2: but now the name that's floating around, and I don't know if this is PR generated or not, is Jake Gyllenhaal as Batman. doesn't make any sense. Uh, he's got the body mask. If you saw Southpaw, he's right. cut. Yeah, yeah. But, man, that that doesn't... Donnie Darko as Batman does not make any sense to me. Yeah. yeah. I don't know who, who would... But I know it I don't think it's Jake Gyllenhaal. Ian McShane.
3: <laughs> would make a good Batman. You no, know,
2: I was talking last night at work at my at my regular job is that um I'd love to see uh them do a big screen and people have talked about this, a big screen version of Batman Beyond. Right. Michael Keaton is older Bruce Wayne. Yeah. That would be the bomb. That would be Michael cool. Keaton in um uh, based on the way like he was the vulture in uh in the Spider-Man, Spider-Man movie. Um him as the dark knight. Yeah. I'd be I'd be kind of down for it. Yeah. So, who knows. But I'm sure they'll fuck it up. Yeah. No matter. What. <laughs> <laughs> um coming to CBS, they're going to do a TV show based on the movie stripes. Uh, without Bill Murray, that's a bag just, of gas. Stupid. That's it's, a bag of gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, unless they do stunt casting and put some other, you know, like Kevin Hart or something. I don't. Yeah, I don't <laughs> so there's that. Um, there's a lot of this kind of stuff. George Clooney directing and starring in a TV show for Paramount based on Joseph Heller's Catch-22.
1: Wasn't that MASH? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Some of these are really will, are going to make you scratch your heads.
1: I know you're so disgusted, I, it, dude. <laughs> and and. And the trailers this week, like there was yeah. not much. Yeah, like we're gonna that. we're gonna be limping yeah, through a lot of this the, stuff. <laughs> yeah. um,
2: Netflix has announced they're doing a, a, a new movie series thing called Messiah, and what it is is the ta- the story of Jesus set in modern day.
1: Why? Yeah. Why
2: do? Why do people? Ah. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I just go like, <laughs> wow. I mean. Told in its own time, it's been done to death. Yeah, bringing it to a modern thing um, makes even less sense than it, that. It's yeah, dumb. I told you it's going to take you a run the other away. Dumb. Um, there are signs. Uh, moving on, there's a, there are signs that a show has quote unquote jumped the shark. Sure. Sometimes a show never gets to the ramp, but. Fear the Walking Dead announced that they're adding Jenna Elfman to the cast. (laughs) Dharma? Dharma surrounded by... Don't get me wrong. Dharma and Greg surrounded by zombies getting eaten like Shiva did on the last uh, Walking Dead? I'd love to see that. Sure. But adding her to the cast makes no sense. Sure, sure. Man, that Walking... You You don't follow Walking Dead.
1: Dude, I don't... Walking
2: Dead, spoiler, they did something in that episode that made... Me want to slam my head in the door. I just,
1: someone was telling me about it. The, the tiger. I think Lorelai was telling me yeah. about it. I'm just it's like, so stupid. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's
2: it's a like... 500 pound, if you haven't seen it, this is a big spoiler, but Shiva got eaten. It's a 500 pound tiger with razors for hands. Right. Just sitting there while they, it gets eaten. It was it was so dumb. and And the really fucked up part in it. Is that it was the uh, the one of the most heartrending deaths in that series in a long time. <laughs> um, I've been threatening uh, Brian Ellison and I were talking once about doing a show called Rick Grimes: Hero or, or Imbecile. Her. <laughs> <laughs> right, and I really, am more
1: and more. But anyway, we used to do I, on a, on a, a podcast that I used to do back in Vegas called Real Men we had a segment called actor or prop. Yeah.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, you know. And we that's a whole other thing. So I won't even go into that. Um I talked about Cedar Stephen Soderbergh shooting his next movie. It's a thriller on his on his iPhone. Right. It's it's called Unsane, which okay. Uh uh-huh. yeah, that was the American title for Tenibre as well. Uh uh-huh. So Maybe that's a... Whatever. Um, this will mean nothing to you. Constantine Film, who did the Resident Evil films, picked up a, con- a comic property called Danger Girl. Okay. Uh, you don't care. No. Fox is doing a multiple man movie. It's an offshoot of the X-Men franchise. Okay. With uh, James Franco as multiple man. Okay. I know, you don't care. Someone out there I is just going... i
1: to like... Somebody's going like... Oh, my God, oh my I can't God. believe they're going to do it with
2: multiple men. I said this to someone at at, at, at work, and they were like, James Franco is multiple man." men. That oh, that's horrible. And I was like, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Although I do hear really good things about the disaster artist. Dude, I, it looks
1: it looks amazing. I've not read the book, mm-hmm. and everybody that I know that has read the book, just like, oh, my God, it's amazing. Uh-huh. It, it, you know, it's one of those things that's like you kind of have to, it's there's a bunch of properties that you got to check out, right? Yeah. So it's like, uh, you you have to have seen the room, yeah. Otherwise, none of it makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you probably should read the book, The Disaster Artist, mm-hmm. and uh, and watch this movie, you know? And right, right,
2: right. The, I just saw a great YouTube video where they're doing a Q and A with Tommy Wiseau, and someone asks him about quote unquote being retarded. And his response, he's so befuddled. He's like, what? Well, yeah. Fucking hilarious. It's hilarious. Uh, let's see. Mel Gibson, you know Frank Grillo? He's in this new thing, Netflix thing about, the, about some driver. I don't know what it's called. Uh. Yeah. Anyway, he was in um, a lot of the MCU stuff. Anyway, Frank Grillo, Mel Gibson, joining Joe Carnahan's movie Boss Level. It's a time loop crime drama. Uh else back baby he just did that movie with uh will ferrell and mark Gold, mark Wahlberg, and and it's a hit i mean quote unquote a hit sure um everyone forgot about
1: sugar, sugar tits. tits yeah yeah
2: <laughs> so i haven't Well, you you it proves it's like you, you know you can fuck up pretty hard yeah. in hollywood and still come back
1: well we'll see with, with what's going on now. And
2: there's a lot of that yeah. stuff going on. And we talked a little bit about yeah, that last did. time. Yeah, we did, yeah. This made me laugh. Edward James Olmos, in an interview, said that Shane Black's new movie, The Predator, Right. is, quote-unquote, funny.
1: <laughs> 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 like, not funny, like, weird. Right. Hilarious. I can see that. Having, uh, being a big fan of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah. Um, I can, I... I can see where that might be his sensitivity. Mm-hmm. I I don't know how that relates to the Predator. The
2: only thing I can think of is that the 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 banter that he himself quote unquote wrote for the first Predator, and right. that's the gee, you have a big pussy" joke. Right, right. Um, uh, so I can see it being like, uh, I, I like to think something that I do in, in what I write is that it's in the midst of
1: this tense action scene there are well and that's funny and, things said yeah and i think that that's important because uh uh jennifer and i talk about this all the time where it's like you know in real life when when shit's going down there's humor people somebody that,
2: in the room is trying to make somebody laugh yeah because yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. that's sometimes the only way to deal with whatever horrific circumstances are going on right, right. so it's re- i i think it's more realistic when you, I agree. when you throw in some humor that's why i i I'm not. A, I'm not. A, everybody knows this. I'm not a comics fan, but I think that that's where DC fucks up, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to the Marvel movies. And maybe they're trying to fix that now. Is they're so dire and they're so dark, and there's no humor, mm-hmm. and consequently, it's not fun for people.
2: Well, I think it's it's also what's also important is the idea of, of, as a writer, noticing that within this larger construct of the scene. There are isolated moments, and in those isolated moments, humans being humans, their minds wander right, and they latch onto things and it's the it's the guy in the middle of the firefight who, for a second, notices a, a spider web in the window, right. and a spider eating a fly or something yeah something metaphorical, but the idea that, that in that moment he's out of the moment, b- betraying some sort of plot or character information, sure. Um, enlightening the mood a little bit yeah, yeah. And, and, and it does i think you're right it, it makes it more more believable yeah. um galaxy quest tv series is um moving forward and it picks up where the movie left off
3: okay
2: i, I thought that's what i kind of what the orville was. the orville yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and i don't know if well first of all you lose alan rickman
1: you lose alan rickman you
2: lose sigourney weaver right. she ain't doing a weekly series
1: yeah uh, tim
2: allen might yeah Especially in light of him losing his other
1: show. Uh, it's, you know, I don't know. Um, it, it's hard to say. I like Galaxy Quest. Mm-hmm. I, I think it does a good job of spoofing Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's a series, though. Yeah, I agree.
2: I don't, I don't either. Um, it, it Because the problem is, is there, there are two things there. One, the TV show. You could do a TV show on the TV show. Right. And two, then there's the, the meta part of it, where they're, in, they're, they're actors in a role and, and that kind of thing. Right, so, right. you know, hopefully, hopefully they'll pull it off. Pull it off yeah. You know, um, I talked about the criterion in the 4K Night of the Living Dead. Right. Gareth Evans, who did the raid, has a new movie called Apostle. And it's about a man who, um, his sister has become an, involved in a cult and he goes together. Uh-huh. And um uh uh they don't it's more it's deeper and darker than that. But sure, sure. um uh he does action man he does action well. I don't know if yeah. any of the Raid boys are involved. I don't know. I just saw that Iko a is in this new Beyond um what the fuck is that Brother Strauss movie that we hated Skyline. Beyond yeah, Skyline yeah, 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 He's yeah. in Beyond Skyline and it's like what? Like does this <laughs> random guy suddenly know Sealot? and that kind of <laughs> I don't know. Um John Wick writer Derek Kolstad and director Xavier Gens are doing a series for Hulu based on the hitman property. The bald sure. assassin. Yeah. Sure.
1: Were any of those Yeah? None
2: of those be... movies did well. Okay. The Tim Olyphant movie is okay.
1: We saw. We I remember us looking at a trailer and we were kind of like, "Well, that's cool." Whatever. Yeah, the Agent
2: Forty Seven thing had some really cool set pieces, but it was it was pretty brain dead. Hmm.
1: Um, but sure, why not? Why not? Why not?
2: Um, yeah, why not this? Why not my next item, which is the The Tremors pilot just finished filming with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> so you know, sure, okay. At this point, sure, sure. If you're if you're not going to do another Tremors filming, God knows no one wants one of those. Sure. Yeah. TV series, sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. Dennis Villeneuve's Dune. He has said in an interview, it's going to be quote nothing like the David Lynch film. Okay. Which is it stands to reason. Yeah. Like, why would you... Why would The you?
1: David Lynch film is, is nothing like the book, so... Uh, right. You, you know, exactly. why not? Yeah, know? I have a
2: feeling you're going to get something closer to the sci-fi series from Dennis Dill sure. and Webb. The question is, is he going to have as much latitude now that Blade Runner 2049 people didn't respond as hardly you know, as they should have?
3: Yeah.
1: I hope so, because... I know that that uh, uh, I, I'm hoping that 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 whoever's in charge recognizes that this isn't because this is a bad film. Mm-hmm. It's because people are idiots. Yeah. And oh, and I think yeah, yeah. And and that given time, it's going to it's going to shine. It, yeah, agreed.
2: Ten years from now, it's going to be yeah have a different perception of the market. Um. Uh. It, it's kind of what we we're talking about with Miguel. It's the pacing. It was people. People don't want a slow no. immersion into a world. They want, you know, kicky punchy and yeah. all that other stuff. Boom. Um. Couple of dates coming up. Uh. Second season, of the X-File revival,
0: okay. is
2: January third, okay, twenty eighteen. It on Blu-ray. Um. Comes out January ninth, and it the Blu-ray is supposedly. Packed with extras. Okay. Um, Joe Lynch's Mayhem comes out on the day after Christmas. What is
1: that about?
2: It's kind of like it's cut from the same cloth of the Belkin Experiment and uh, it's battle corporate battle royale. Okay. There's a a a building. There's an infection that brings about. It's almost like 28 days days later the Rage virus. Right. And um, Stephen Yoon from Walking Dead and, and this girl I forget her name sort of team up. And just start killing people. Okay. So, talk about exercising modern demons. Right. Um, that comes out the day after Christmas, and then on January twenty third, uh, Blu Ray Dario Argento's opera.
1: Nice. Yeah, that's pretty nice. That's very cool.
2: I'm very stoked about
1: that. I'm 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 pumped for I I believe it's December first, uh, The Shape of Water. Yeah. In the theaters. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. 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 They just released a new trailer for it and it looks, it looks really, really
1: good. Uh, it's, uh, it's Speaking
2: good. of trailers. <clears throat> This is bleak. <laughs> These were bleak. Yeah,
1: they man. First up, hostels. I, I want to add one to okay. that is also bleak, but okay. But it, I have to talk about
2: it. All right, so let, let, we'll start with hostels. Christian Bale, Ben Foster in a western.
1: Yeah, uh, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice to see um, West Duty again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. 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 It's. I mean, it's interesting, right? Here we have this guy who. Who hates natives mm-hmm. and is charged with the care of a native? Transporting right, them right, right. from point A to point B. It's classical
2: eight. Western stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look like,
1: it, looks it, like. I mean, it looks, it looks fine. I, I just, I, don't, I, I don't want to see it.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where you go, hmm. It's, it's a Western in a way. Uh, it's not a gun. What well, kind of is? But the idea that it's not a, uh, it's not like Silverado where it's this high adventure thing. It right. looks a little more contemplative than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next up, uh, movie called The Pirates of Somalia. A journalist goes embeds himself in. Yeah. Some... What's that
1: kid's name? He's the kid from American Horror Story. Yeah, I don't know his name. Uh, it's not Paul Dano. Who, no, not no, Paul Dano, but but there's mm-hmm. he's it's like Funny that. because yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. he looks just like a uh, but uh uh who I like, I like him as an actor. Um and uh and again, this looks this looks perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I, I it's just not my thing.
2: I, it has that guy the guy in it from Captain Phillips. Yeah. The I'm the Captain Now guy. Which right. seems to be that's all he can he's all he's being cast in is Somalian Yeah. You know. And that's Pirates. That's too bad. That is too bad. Yeah. 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 Um, next up Dominic Cooper in an action film called Stratton. Oh uh, just stop. Is this it seems like such a ploy for like Here's your new action hero. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't. Want, I like. I don't want
1: this guy. I think I've talked about this before. I'm sick of movies where guys are are in their SWAT gear going around corners with their guns, mm-hmm. I, I, like clearing rooms. I don't want to see that shit. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. and Dominic Cooper is. It just doesn't make any sense. It's an odd. Yeah, story. yeah, yeah. He was an odd choice for Preacher, though, and he he pulled it he, off. He pulled it off. So yeah, yeah.
3: I wonder it was the end.
1: anyway. Yeah, it was another movie, but anyway. Uh, he was in Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Was he, he really? Yeah, he was the vampire that, like, that 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 like, taught Lincoln all the shit. Yeah,
2: he wasn't the, uh, what's the one about Uday Hussein's double? Yeah. Oh, he was in that. Yeah, That's yeah, really yeah. good. Yeah. I forget the fucking name the
1: of it. Double.
2: Double or something.
1: Something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's really good, though. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> small town crime John Hawks sort of a noir comedy not comedy uh, like slapstick Um, the, he's a
1: cop he's a drunk oh that okay yeah that one actually looks good yeah it uh, does yeah that looks good it uh, does
2: and shout out to John Hawks that guy yeah, yeah. is
1: such a journeyman that it I, you know he deserves to carry a film yeah that looks yeah. That one out of all of them, that was the one I'm kind of like. I'd like to see this. Uh, agreed.
2: Yeah, agreed. Um, the next up, uh, the Greatest Showman. It's uh, Hugh Jackman, P. T. Barnum.
1: Yeah. Um.
2: Sure. I, I I think it's sort of based on the musical, right? I want Yeah. Musical? Yeah. I want Efron's in it.
1: Yeah, I want to see it just for the costumes and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But uh, I don't. I don't get much of a. a, a a feeling of um, what John Stewart would call truthiness Yeah, from it. Yeah. It looks, it looks really.
2: Oh, it seems really overblown. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but see. I,
1: but I love all the. I love the subject matter. you know, it, it, give me that time period. Yeah. Give me uh, circus, the circus. Give me, um, you know, the 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 freak sideshow. Yeah. Give me all that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I'll I'll check it out, but I probably won't go to the theater. Yeah. Agreed.
2: Um, Angel. I think I want to say we've talked about this before. Angelica. It's like a Victorian ghost
1: story. It starts we out. Did, as a yeah. Victorian thing. We, I was surprised to see it because we did we we did this one a couple of weeks ago. Oh <laughs> okay. Um, well, it sorry. Was, well sorry, no, sorry. no no it's it's okay because it's it's a trailer that uh, it, it, it at first you think it's just like some like Victorian, a bodice ripper yeah, yeah exactly yeah and yeah. then but then there's something there's something insidious going on there's something supernatural happening yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm down. Yeah, I'm,
2: again, not a theater thing, but I'll definitely if it comes on Netflix yeah, and
1: stuff like it that. It looks cool enough.
2: Um, in a film similar in tone, another Wolf Cop.
1: <laughs> another Wolf Cop. <laughs> yeah, horror comedy. Yeah. Um, Kevin Smith pops up in this one. Yeah. <laughs> it's
2: if you like Wolf Cop,
1: you'll yeah. like this. I mean, it's it, it's in the same vein as. Got Turbo Kid yeah. and Kung yeah, yeah, yeah. Fury. It's that really low-budget, nostalgic yeah. sort of... Having said that, I vote, and I said this about the first Wolf Cop, too, I, I dig the, the werewolf makeup. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. I, it's I, functional. Yeah. You can see that there's an actor in there. It's yeah. not just some guy in a suit. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's funny. Yeah, it's in funny. A weird, in a weird it's, sort of boneheaded
1: way. In a weird Canadian way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you like things like, we talked about it uh, before, Monster Brawl. Yeah. And and that kind of goofy, the sensibility of like stand uh, against evil, right? That kind of thing. Right. Let's see. Um, animated film Gotham by Gaslight, sort of a Victorian Batman. Yeah. Yeah,
1: the book was good, Uh but
2: I don't, I I don't know that we nested. No one was clamoring for this.
1: I think I, I think fans of the of the Batman cartoon from the. Oh, uh, animated series, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would would probably dig this. Yeah, 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 yeah. The style seems to be very similar. Yeah, there's a great
2: steampunk Batman Japanese animated thing that that you can find out there.
1: X one or something. Something like that. 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 Yeah,
2: it was that was cool. Yeah, this looks it looks it looks solid. You know, sure. Um, another animated thing. I think it's Persian, right? Called the Breadwinner, about a little girl. Their they're they're in some sort of war situation and they don't have food yeah
1: i don't i don't know i know that the book is is a big deal um and uh i saw i saw an article about it after i saw the the, the trailer is weird because it's just like a snippet from a scene seen, it, yeah it doesn't actually show you
2: so well, the I, overall, I don't
1: know enough about it
2: animation is very simple but it's
1: yeah fine um, I want to say it might be the same people who did the Book of Kells.
2: Oh, okay. Um, oh, really? I didn't know that. But no. I,
1: I, I need to double check that yeah. before I yeah. say that definitively. <laughs> that does pull- Yeah,
2: we could be just pulling that yeah. out of the
1: air. Could be. Could maybe not. <laughs>
2: uh, and then um, let's see, uh, Deadpool
3: two. Uh-huh. I, I
1: I love I I do like that they, for the Deadpool movies, they 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 do trailers that are, um. They're their own things in and of mm-hmm. themselves. Like he's doing this whole Bob Ross thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's funny. It's um, funny.
2: Uh, and then you get a big quick montage
1: of stuff, of from, stuff the from the movie. Stuff uh, from um, the movie. Yeah, I, I have no idea what the hell's going on. Yeah, and I have no
2: idea what it's about. Yeah. But you kind of go like it feels. It has that sort of hey, the band's back together. Yeah, you know, yeah, feel yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then one I didn't put on the list, and I don't know if you saw it this morning, but Incredibles two.
1: Yeah, which is a a, a little teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. Um who doesn't love the Incredibles? Okay. And uh as long as as long as Jack-Jack doesn't turn into baby Groot. Yeah, you know, like I could see that happening. Mhm. Um but I, port- but I also think that the the filmmakers are smart enough not to do it's that.
2: Brad bird right?
0: I I, it I better it be. I yeah, hope yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so.
1: Um but uh yeah, it looks I'm on board for I've been waiting for an Incredibles sequel for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, we have said it. Many, many other people have said it. Best Fantastic Four movie ever made. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, I have a trailer. Yeah. Go ahead for uh, 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 a movie that's pissing me the fuck off um, because it's the type of movie that I would never watch. Uh-huh. But God damn it, Weta Digital is kicking ass, and I'm going to end up watching this movie just to see. That rampage! Oh yeah, there's, there's, they're making a fucking movie based on, on the video this, game. this horrible video game rampage.
2: I did see this, so it's not. I'm not mm-hmm. blindsided by it. Um, but I will say this: doesn't it feel like the Mighty Joe Young? Really? It
1: totally feels like Mighty Joe. So that's why. That's why I have to see it, and I'm pissed that they're gonna make me watch this mm-hmm. crap. I know it's a horrible movie, but God. Damn it! That ape is it's cool looking. Gorgeous.
3: Yeah, it's,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, and if you if you don't remember the game, essentially you were either a giant ape or a giant dinosaur, and you were just or a wolf or man. a wolf. Yeah. yeah, you just have to tear buildings down. Yeah, there was uh, no.
1: Yeah, you just climbed up and just punched fucking buildings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: And out of this, we get some sort of
1: Dwayne the rock, the rock Johnson is some serum or something he's they're giving some the nature guy who has who saved a. An albino gorilla. Uh-huh. Because the gorilla wouldn't be able to live in the wild. Sure. And uh th- yeah, I don't know where this shit comes from, right? But there there's some green shit that that causes mutations gets to his buddy, George, as the gorilla, uh-huh. who looks like he's gonna break your heart. Yeah, oh sure. And uh when my monkey die, everybody die. Yeah, <laughs> right. uh-huh. and, and then he you know, and and he grows, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's they they find some big giant lizard. There's sure well, there's a giant wolf. There's like a scene where the helicopter yeah. and this fucking giant wolf is like leaping up in the air to take down the helicopter. It's ridiculous, but but it has a strong Mighty Joe Young vibe. Yeah, and it has a strong Son of Kong vibe. Agreed. And if you, by the way, Mighty Joe Young the remake. Fucking awesome movie. man. That's a Solid, great Solid, and a great yeah. score. Yeah. T- dude, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I think, look up uh, Wind Song, I think is the, one of the songs. Yeah. Right? It's so good. It's so good. so good. But this, it's made by the guy who did... San Andreas. San Andreas. <laughs> so you know it's going to be a lot of buildings are going down. Yeah. You know?
1: It's, 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 ah, I... I'm I'm angry because they're good because yeah, I I want to see the fucking monkeys. So, <laughs> what are you here for? <laughs> I'm here for the fucking monkey, man. <laughs>
2: wow. Uh, moving on. Anything you watch, we'll wind up and
1: do a couple things. Um, recently I watched. Uh, I, I I hope I didn't mention this on the show before. I watched a documentary about Rocco. Rocco C... Freddie, Si Freddy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is
2: that dark is or it's really depressing now.
1: It's horribly depressing. His brother. It's it's like it yeah. like all good documentaries, it's about this but it's really not. It's about this. this yeah, other yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is about the relationship between him and his brother. His brother aspires to be a uh, you know, quote unquote, real filmmaker, and has ideas and things that he wants to do in uh-huh. the films, and his celebrity brother, porn brother, is always shooting him down. Yeah, that's the cool and heartbreaking story. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So um, Freddie's a legend.
1: Yeah, dude. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both in a good
2: way and a bad way,
1: and in a bad way. Yeah, I've
2: seen some of his stuff that is a, a little hard to
1: take. It's it's a little abusive. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But that was really good. Yeah, good. Um, that's probably the only new, newish thing I've watched. That's streaming on Netflix, by the way. If yeah, it's it to see it. Yeah, um, it's, and dog. it's just called Rocco. Right,
2: right. I'm watching my dog have a bad dream. <laughs> um, let's see anything
1: else. I haven't watched anything. Okay.
2: No, I, uh, I, you know, I'm keeping. I'm finishing up the the year with stuff, but there wasn't anything really. There was. I watched. I rewatched Super Eight just because. Um, I rewatched Curtains.
1: Super Eight, Super Eight. I, you know, I love Super Eight, and it, it, it gave me the first shot in the arm, or a few, whatever, however long ago it was now, of what I'm now experiencing with with Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. It's it, like it, it does not
2: You know, sidebar on Stranger Things. I am so irritated that the actress that plays Eleven was voted sexiest person. Yeah,
1: it was stupid.
2: She's 13. She's 13. Leave leave her alone. Right. And then people did... uh, They voted Blake Shelton, most sexiest man. And that homophobic prick. Fuck that guy.
1: Right, exactly. First of all, I find it amazing in this day and age Mm -hmm. that we're doing sexiest anybody. Anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what? Mm -hmm. And then um, I, I did... This made me laugh. I saw an article, or a, a, yeah, an article that was like the, the next day after that came out. It was like thirty-five inanimate objects that are sexier than Blake Shelton.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was watching online and they were people were saying like, have they not ever met, seen Idris Elba? Jason Momoa is impossible to, to avoid, right? And then you look at Blake Shelton.
3: It's like
1: I don't know, whatever. Um it, going to show once again it means nothing right
2: yeah We uh, watched Werner Herzog's My Son My Son What Have You Done hated it a second time yeah <laughs> um, watched the Astro Boy animated thing they yeah. did yeah. Uh, it ain't Astro Boy but it, it's it's not bad if you have kids sure it's innocuous yeah to throw on um, while the other film I watched Nude for Satan is not and that was terrible <laughs> Um, and then also I watched Starter for Ten. Starter for Ten. Is there are a little... some movies
1: you watch just for the title. I know. <laughs> Starter
2: for Ten. It's a it's a story about um, the the James. The guy who was in Split. James McAvoy. Right. Is this sort of not a slacker, but kind of a slacker, and he gets involved in collegiate competition. You know, a uh-huh. quiz show kind right. of a thing. Right. Right. And uh, he ends up. Uh, uh, representing one sort of group, and then a really young Benedict Cumberbatch is the sort of mean f- guy, the
1: mean, the mean kid. bully for yeah, yeah, whiz kid yeah, yeah yeah yeah, and
2: it's it's charming
1: yeah you know. Uh, books got reading anything? Um, I'm rereading Yukio Mishima's Sun and go. Steel. That's which good. Sun and Steel you know, like I mean he, you know, he wrote all these, these really cool stories and things, but Sun and Steel is like it's autobiographical and it's about it's about it's about his relationship with his body. Mm. You know, and uh and Which he was fairly obsessed with. Yeah oh yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well you know he's one of those guys that's like I don't know if if uh I don't know if I like his work as much as I'm just fascinated by him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this particular but but Sun and Steel is great and and, and it uh uh is uh uh it's telling. And uh, if anybody's ever read the essay by uh, uh Henry Rollins, mm-hmm. um, called I think it's called The Iron. Okay. Um it's it's an amazing essay and uh this feels a lot like that it, it's like how how somebody became aware of their body and how somebody um you know it's it's talking about weightlifting and martial arts basically mm-hmm. and uh it, and it's great it, <laughs> it's i i definitely um if, if people if people are i i i feel like people who listen to the show know who mishma is you should was. yeah um he's important and uh And fascinating, Mm -hmm. and uh, if you don't look up, Schrader's film is great. Dude, Schrader's film is, Nishma, uh, uh, Life in Four Four Chapters. Chapters. Man, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Very nice. I think you know, next to writing Taxi Driver, definitely the best thing Schrader ever did. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Paul Schrader. Paul Schrader. Uh, Yeah.
2: Anything else? No. Reading anything else? No. I'm not. I don't want to talk about a book I'm reading. I'm talking. I want to talk about a book that's coming out. Um December first week of December. Uh Jackrabbit Smile, it's a new Joe R. Lansdale. I
1: was it's, gonna say that sounds like a Joe yeah. R. Lansdale it's book. It's
2: uh it's a Happen Leonard book, sure. And uh that's all I need to hear.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: So I'm I'm very excited have about that. Have you been that.
1: have you been keeping up with the, the show?
2: No. No. And the reason for that is, is that I I dearly love the Happen Leonard books. You're worried. That and I'm just afraid. And people tell me I shouldn't be afraid. Well,
1: I, I, everybody keeps telling me they're great. Yeah. yeah. It's all, they're on Netflix. First season's on Netflix. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. Because I've been dying to see it, but I didn't I want s- it, to it. was. I don't know if was it, it, got a Showtime? Uh, it was no, on. Was
2: it on Showtime? No, Sundance.
1: It was on some channel that I don't Sundance add. channel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, but I'm interested, you know, James Purefoy and, and the, and the other, I forget the other guy's name. Yeah. Um, I didn't, when I saw their photos, it didn't, it wasn't my happy It wasn't letter. what you, yeah. yeah. But it's, but I love those books. Um, and, and I, we are, I will say that I am currently working on getting
1: Lansdale Man, on the I'd, show. Yeah, that would be great. Uh,
2: and you hear anything, you listening to anything good and we'll get out of here.
1: Uh... No, well, I mean, I for some reason I've been, I I I, I go through these cycles where I sure. listen to the same, you know, and uh, lately it's been all about like things like um, sweet. I've been listening yeah. to a lot of. Sweet I saw Jennifer
2: put up something about Slade. Slade.
1: Yeah, that kind of stuff. That's what I've been listening to. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. And yeah and little Willie and yeah, yeah, yeah. Little willy <laughs> willy willy.
2: Uh, let's see. I got a couple things. Um, going through new releases of stuff. Number one, um, album called Fifteen by the Waylon Jennys.
1: Dude, Waylon Jennys are great. They're great. Yeah.
2: They remind me, and I may be dating myself, but Kate and Anna McGarical. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful harmonies. Essentially, so not country folk. I saw but them. I saw
1: them at the Mount Baker Theater whale and jenny yeah yeah wow yeah that was it was uh, a while know, ago three years ago oh maybe, wow something like that yeah well wow, that'd be great yeah it was it was a uh, it was a good time
2: um and then uh i came upon a brand new record of standards you know things like smile though your heart is break and right. think by seal um, oh yeah and uh it's great it's got lush orchestrations he handles all the vocal vocals really really well. The choice of songs are great. Cool. Um, last two songs on the record are Christmas songs, and I could have done without those. Sure. But all right, you're releasing it at the end of November. Right, makes sense. You're covered. Um, and then a couple of scores. Number ones. Sarah Schachner did the score for a video game, Assassins. Um, Creed Origins. It's set in Egypt. Okay. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. I'm. I i do not know how the game is, but the
1: score is amazing. Does the score have uh like that kind of yes Egyptian okay. Moroccan yeah yeah type, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah it's very it's very cool. And then the one this one surprised Late me. Late Robert Plant feel.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah
2: yeah. Uh, Charlie Clouser did the score for this Jigsaw movie, which I have no desire to see at all. Uh huh.
1: But, but the score, is really, score good. is really good by the way, uh, happy birthday to uh, speaking of scores and composers. Happy birthday to Sammy Applegate. Sammy, if you're listening, happy birthday.
2: do i I don't know Sammy Applegate Sammy
1: Sammy is our she she presents a special um original music score award for Bleedingham every year. oh, cool. Um, she's a composer. oh that's um, very cool. yeah, in, in, she in, local? Uh, Seattle. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Local, no. Yeah. Wow, wow. All right. Look at that. Bam. Thanks again to Miguel Rodriguez for coming. Yeah, it was awesome, and Miguel I really was, to, It was great
1: talking to you. And right? I
2: really want to do that. If not that Godzilla show, then definitely something. something. Because that guy, as the as the uh, freak said, one of us. Yeah. So all right, for the Buzzpandero podcast episode 150, we'll see you next week. I'm Tom Carnell.
1: And I'm Langley West. Stay scary.